Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party has taken a dangerous turn to the hard left. It's not just about being black or a funny you know, different from the BME community, but the, the Jewish community equally. Hijacked by the machine politics of the hard left. I've seen the clip on uh, from Politics Live. I'm very sorry about any offence caused, and I'm very upset that I misspoke so badly. It's not what I am. I am committed to fighting racism wherever I find it in our society. To plant the seed that grows from an acorn into a big tree. A once great Labour Party, gripped by Marxist cranks on the ideological fringes, Labour's hard left offer. They do not want to be patronised by left-wing intellectuals. A funny tinge. No, and I, and I obviously, look, I never meant to say that. It, 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 I, I misspoke really badly. I was very, very tired at that point. I'd had six hours of press um, engagement, and I was very tired. And I, you know, it's. I was. I was very tired. I misspoke really, really badly. And that's not who I am. I'm very confident about that. It's not who I am. And I think anybody who knows me would would, would verify that. You're really good. You're doing that, Ellis. <laughs> That's the best thing you've seen it done. Brilliant. That's it. It's there. That's the answer to this. It's in your hands. So take your hands and get out there. The strident anti-capitalist ideology is a virulent anti-West, anti-American, anti-Israel mindset. Those on the hard left think that all international wrongdoing is caused by the evils of the West and any intervention must therefore be some sort of imperialist conspiracy. We don't think every problem in the world is created by the West. In fact, we're proud of our values, home and abroad. Jeremy Corbyn's 1970s reheated Marxism had hijacked the party. Can you, can you just look at your hands, please? So I'm really worried uh, that people will take a Corbyn approach to mass nationalisation, printing money, destabilising the economy and our public services. And you have the milk that is hard left cult. Take them from cows in the south and take them from cows in the north, put together in the same factory and then it is mixed together with whiskey and it comes out as milk. Hard left, 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 hard left, hard left, left, hard 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 left, You've lost your party, you're going to lose your seats at the next election. You knew you would, which is why you didn't go for a by-election, which is why none of you uh, Tiggers went for a by-election. Now half of the party that you set up have left you. It's all over. I'm my gates. I mean, what a flipping mess. Absolutely. Okay, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike.
Ah, uh, well, you know, you can't win them all, can you? No. I'm just looking through all well, my Change UK kind of did. Change UK, UK kind of did win them all. They got like what, like at least like ten votes around the country. And... Well, yeah. you know, Mike Mike Gapes did beat the Lib Dems. You know, <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He made a, he made That's a big great. fucking thing out of it as well. He was like, well, yeah, because he campaigned hard. And the Lib Dems, Gates even said in his exclusive Real Politic interview, he said, the Lib Dems are running a paper campaign. They're not really, they put up a paper candidate. I'm not really uh, running here. And he is clearly right because, yeah. He, well, yeah, because he beat them. Yeah, <laughs> if that fuck, the independent candidacy, candidacy of Mike Gates took that, him out. That earned him the right to use the colour yellow in the next election, should he so choose. He's, Real he's that fair and square. Colors. Um. <laughs> also, it turns out I do still own the Change UK book, um, and a yep. shocking twist. Yeah. Uh, because it, it because okay, so here's a here's a little here's a little secret. Have more jelly, baby. Um, I buy I buy all these books off Amazon usually, yeah. uh, digital copies, and I just scab. I just I just Fucking return them. Scab, I just return, I just return them whenever I'm done with them, basically, <laughs> and get a uh, refund. So not only are you ripping off working people by using Amazon, but also you are ripping off hardworking authors like quote Gates. unquote Peter McNabb, aka <laughs> the notorious Anne Coffee. Yeah, but this one I didn't return because it apparently cost me £1.37, which I find incredibly funny for some reason. I do, I'm just going through my old notes, and a lot of my notes are like, uh, what the fuck? That is a direct quote of one of my notes, by the way. Yeah, mine is just drunk written over all the Anna Subri bits. And it's been completely wiped from my Amazon purchase history. So I thought I'd lost that. Like, uh, presumably they've done a new edition or a corrected edition and, and fucked it up or something. Because it was still on the oh. website. It was still for sale at like £1.40 or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I couldn't find mine. Machine. But then I, I loaded up my actual Kindle and it, it's on there. So uh, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. So if anyone is interested in purchasing this book... Okay, uh, I've got to is... stop eating jelly, babe. Yeah, you really... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway... Uh, you can buy a Kindle version for £1.27 or a paperback for £1.34 or a used copy from 1p. <laughs> Who's selling it for 1p? Is that one of us? Well, it'll just be cost to post postage. It'll be someone trying to get rid of it. Let's introduce this shit then. So uh, I've got three options. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go through all of them for introducing. So let's do this. Hang on. Let's go. So, um, okay, first off, welcome to Real Politic. The only podcast about politics. Okay, that one didn't yeah. quite land. Let's yeah. try n- number two. Um, <laughs> welcome to Real Politic. The only people in the world who still give a shit about Mike Gates and the Independent Group for Change. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm can't, not the only one. Okay, that one got a warmer response. I feel encouraged now. Let's do number three. All right. Um, welcome to Real Politic. The only podcast prepared to call out Sakir Starmer for his morally repugnant alcoholism. Oh my god, oh my god, no. <laughs> that will split left Twitter. That's, that's that been, will, that that's will been a running so beef problems. for a couple of days now. That easily yeah, got like... the best response of the three <laughs> jokes. Well, yeah, because, you know, we, we enjoyed the beef. Because I got my what finger on the button. Because it's, to- it's topical, <laughs> you guys were like, yes. That is, like, that's what's happening now. I... 
so what we're planning to do today on Real Politic is a couple of years ago, the surviving members of Change UK, I think some of them died, I don't know, you don't hear much <laughs> I, about them anymore. Pretty sure uh, some of them were summarily executed by the Taliban recently, it was really yeah. weird. The, the, yeah, very, the so. various splits as Change UK was falling apart, they got quite messy, you know, they got a bit Yeah, I think some of them joined the Taliban. Well, I mean, you read this book. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know Owen so, Smith wanted to. Yeah, so basically, like, the surviving members who didn't join the Liberal Democrats or die put out this book called Change, the Independent Group, and it was self-published and available on Amazon, and the MPs who participated in it were... Um, uh, who... who is that who's that do they have an mp on the cover who no no sorry no that's joan ryan okay so Anne coffee mike gates anna subri chris leslie and joan ryan these five mps these five brave mps in february 2019 five members of parliament <laughs> left the labor party by the way ah uh, i'm just it's all coming back to me now just how like uh, the punctuation is bad in this book like five it's... members of parliament and coffee and a suit like it just literally goes five members of parliament and coffee no semicolon bad stuff anyway but that's boring and i think i already made that criticism two years ago so they put out this little book and it's like an oral history of their new centrist party change uk which pretty much existed in 2019 i think it's fair to say it's edited by Peter McNabb, which, as I'm sure we will get into, I suspect is a nom de plume for one Anne Coffey. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to that, we already reviewed a large portion of this book when it came out on Sinan's stream. Now, that stream went on for like three hours and Dead. 20 minutes or so. <laughs> yep. yep. And we barely covered any of the stuff after they actually formed the party i don't know how because this book is really short but we kept going on tangents yeah. and it's, just it's, it's literally it like, it's literally a one it's hour fun. read if you're quite a slow reader like it's there's nothing to yeah. it it's, it's yeah. basically a pamphlet you had to do fun. a lot of dramatic gapes impressions that's true that yeah. did have to happen yeah I, I vividly remember that and then had to like towel off in the corner of the ring because it's such a physically demanding task. You suffer for your art. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm gonna put myself through physical torture tonight, uh, reading a large number of extracts of Mike Gapes's sections in this, uh, um, this fucking so-called book. This this excuse for a book. Cause yeah, it's real politics, fellas. We're prostituting our legacy. We're just doing good old Mike Gape stuff, change UK shit, reliving the glory days, just giving the people what they want. And there's you nothing wrong tell. with that. There's you nothing tell wrong with that. tell how enthusiastic <laughs> I am about <laughs> Well, this is the thing. People are like this to me about these terrible books. Like, when it, what, you know, why did you read them? And I'm like, because it got the crowds in, to be honest. They were the classics, you know. Bombs on seats. Yeah. Yeah, what's well, another expression? It gets, it gets the rubes. <laughs> <laughs> so are we starting from chapter seven, launching the independent group? 
uh, that's the chapter I appear to have like folded the corner of. So yes, well, that's like go. a okay. good idea. That seems like a plan to me then. <laughs> What's the one before that? Uh, Is that like banging on about anti-Semitism or some shit? Uh, well, um, oh no, it's just like 500 pages of drunk bullshit from Subri, who I do uh, actually morally judge for her alcoholism. What, what? And actually, yeah, there is a lot of stuff about Iran and uh, Hezbollah and <laughs> anti-Semitism and Corbyn being a Marxist yeah. in that preceding chapter, which I think yes. is where we got to because that was much... I think when we did this was much more of a live issue and we probably got bogged down in that quite a there's bit. Some, there's some good anti-hard left stuff from Leslie in that chapter. What I hadn't noticed when we looked at this before when I was just flicking through the chapters about the different MPs, their little sort of potted histories, is that nearly all of them were like rebelling against very boring parents in the most boring way. Like all the ones whose parents were like liberal centrists ended up being Tories. And all the ones whose parents were, like, moderate Tories or, like, voted Tory but didn't actively support them were like, yes, I'm going to join the Labour Party. But none of them had parents who were particularly good or monsters. It's just, like, the most boring... Like, ah, yeah, like if... ah, I'm a different I'm a different side of the political centre to you. <laughs> Suck on yeah. that, Dad. Oh, yeah, far be it from a Labour politician to have a fucking boring origin story. <laughs> an interminably fucking race, dull, man. average, middle-of-the-road upbringing that still managed oh. to give them the biggest chip on their shoulder in the entire world As... for the rest of their life. Oh, you hate but Bridget didn't... Phillipson looking smart and wanting to get on. You monster, you sexist Bridget pig. Phillipson... Oh, it was difficult for me in the AI lab with the other machines when I grew up. <laughs> I didn't gain sentience until my mid-twenties. <laughs> well, that I do believe about an awful lot of these people, to be honest. There actually like... was a robot, though, who looked exactly fucking like Bridget Phillipson, the same exact voice well, of your haircut. <laughs> is, yeah, isn't that the archetypal, like, sci-fi android kind of look that it's a that fucking lego big. look like it's like, lego <laughs> hair Rachel Reeves has very similar hair for example yes. but this robot looked exactly like Bridget Phillipson specifically <laughs> anyway all these, all these people look the fucking same I'm sorry I, I don't if, want... if anybody laughed at that joke thinking it was about how she's like a Blair Ott robot and her politics are identical uh, in the same way like where streeting is yeah but it was also that so you were right to laugh my joke was good it was good. Just, Thanks, you know, that's, that's how you. That's how you know it was good is when the podcast guests are like, yeah, that's right. This Very why I joke. get the fellas on to buy me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed we're doing the thing again where we're not talking about the book. Yeah, I could, <laughs> well, yeah, because I could just read this book and just do all the voices, and it would be great. Everyone would love it, but I, I choose to. Uh, I like to have hype men with me, like the Memphis Bleak to my Jay Z. <laughs> the day any of us learn to focus is over for capitalism. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, so in, for five minutes, it, then the world's in, in the spirit of the topic. I have found a pretty funny note that I made here because <clears throat> Anna Suri throughout this book just basically talks it's about dumb. how much. Well, well okay, look, uh, the root, look, she she was MP nearby. Yes, is the answer to that. <laughs> but also, she's such a simp for Chukaramuna 
France. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> this she... this beau- this beautiful this bold beautiful black man. She says something like, "Oh no, that's how yeah, she was, was describing Luciana Berger." Sorry, she's like this proud, magnificent uh, Jewish giantess. Or something. Oh, I didn't didn't like where that went. <laughs> Yeah, it was that weird. It was genuinely a bit disconcerting to read. That might be post their launching with group. So, yeah, to like recap on the Change UK story, all these guys were MPs for years in the Labour Party, apart from Soobs, who was in the Tories. And then Jeremy Corbyn came along and they stopped enjoying politics. They were no longer promised the high-flying front front bench, front bench, cunt bench careers that that, that Mike Gapes, aged fucking 65 or whatever, was sure to have at this point in his career. I mean, obviously, that's kind of fatuous of me because the thing with Gapes is that he knew his career was going nowhere, so he could just kind of do a kamikaze thing. But on the other hand, his career was nice and static. He yeah. could have just he, stayed there forever. He would have got another five years of MP salary if he yeah. just yeah. sort of kept his Sh- ranting and raving to a minor grumble. Because that's yeah. the thing, like he wouldn't have even needed to shut up entirely because Corbyn wasn't going to fucking deselect anyone well, without the, yeah. the maximum provocation. And this mm. and this is the thing, like I, I I've always I've always speculated as to whether Mike Gates's real beef with the Corbyn stuff was a bit like well why is he getting all this attention when i'm oh, right yeah, here so like, jealous. Because, because if you look at their twitter history i don't what well, the, the website formerly known as twitter sorry i should be strictly correct about where we are with that now well yeah, but, no you you've got a point because they're roughly the same age in fact corbyn is actually slightly older than gates see i would uh, never and, have guessed and, that and corbyn would... looks uh, corbyn's about six years older than gates and he is, looks in, incredibly fine fettle while gates looks like a giant inflamed veruca but gates has looked like that since about 1988 he persistently looks in his early 60s and now he's aged just a little bit and he would have known corbyn that whole time hated him being like well i play by the rules the rules of the game and and and, and you know he did everything right he had the right politics and then this prick who did everything wrong gets to be the fucking leader of the party but you know gapes is like cut me and i bleed labor for some reason the guy who stabbed gapes wasn't successfully able to use that as defense in court he's he, he said i'm just trying to um verify the facts. i'm just trying to prove that when you cut him the the the, the labor party comes out of him in some kind of physical form and the judge said, no, I think you're a crazed fascist and sent him to prison. Has anyone found a picture of Mike Gates when he's young? No, they like, don't exist. They like, right, because I've tried, like, for various nefarious reasons, have worked, <laughs> you know. Look, this, yeah. is, this is kind of this, like a window into the life of this particular Basically type of done, you, We do you've look done, for this picture. You've done to Mike Gates what, what Andrew Spooner did to Matt Zarb cousin scoured the internet for photographs of him as a child no 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 not as a, no, no no young distinct no i want to <laughs> see pictures of gates as a child i think that'd be hilarious think, first of all i feel like we've already seen pictures of gates as a child have you seen him when he's in the fake jail in the fake that's, <laughs> yeah. that's him as a child he, well yeah. yeah he does just look like a big bald baby well yeah i don't think it's i don't, I don't think there's any mystery there yeah uh, like yeah. like twenty one to like forty. That's a mystery. I'm not sure how a guy like that would have looked at that age. 
Yeah, I mean, he. Well, looked... there's a lot of time between 21 and being a baby. He, he, well, yeah. He, the, the earliest photo I've seen of him is when he when he first ran for for an MP, where he, he basically looks exactly the same as he does now, but with more colour in his limited hair. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't even got any more hair. It's just it's just brown <laughs> rather than grey. Well, I like I, FFF's I suppose... idea, but when he was a little kid, Gates had a completely bald top of his head, but he had these little ringlets at the side. <laughs> No, he, dressed in a he, sailor suit. He did the same as that kid who's like, I got my hair cut in a Sven to support England under Sven Goran Eriksson as manager, but oh, like, right. but it was decades <laughs> before that, and like no one had heard of no one had heard of Sven Goran Eriksson. He was just a weird kid who wanted to be pulled. Uh, yeah, should we fucking get to get down yeah. to business? So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we, these cunts have all decided to launch some stupid party. Basically, they're like, we're gonna form a new party. It's going to be, like, bigger than the Labour Party. Well, it's not, but at least it's going to fuck with Corbyn a little bit. So that's basically the plan. Chapter 7, launching the independent group. This begins with, what is it, an epigram? An epigraph? A notable quote? Whatever it's fucking called. When we left and did the launch on that Monday in February 2019, it was a very big deal. A memorable I mean, quote. I mean, in fairness... If I'm recalling the order of events correctly about the launch, they did racism at the launch. If I yep. recall, there was, no, there was no. racism at the launch. What was the racism at the launch? Because I, I think... just remember the funny tinge thing on TV. Oh, yeah, well, because that was later. Yeah, they did two in one day. Which is not even fucking mentioned in this book. By the way, partly because they've just scrubbed Angela Smith entirely out of history. They're like, I mean, yeah, fuck. The no. levels of Stalinism <laughs> from Gapes in particular about about change are amazing. Do you remember yeah, his, yeah. his old Twitter display picture, which used to have the whole Change UK crew? And then as soon as they started yeah. to split, he just cropped the photos. So it showed like three of them <laughs> in Australia. Yeah, wasn't it the Nando's picture? No, no, no. It, no. it was a publicity photo from around the same time that was just was them standing EU around rally. in Parliament. Or uh, Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, sorry. It was an EU rally. It was like yeah. five, five oh, or six God, of them yeah. at an EU rally and he cropped it. So coincidentally, there was one on each end that was on the outs with Change UK. So he just cropped over. Oh, I have just thought of a superhero movie that I enjoyed more than Joker, which was Venom. You I know what's kind of a, like a superhero movie? You know, you say say it's something like you know the Justice League or the Avengers. You were to combine the talents of these people who were giants in their respective field, be it Just, superheroics or. I see where you're going with this. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm... about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. No, Change UK, the independent <laughs> group. What if you combine the talent, the labour, the real labour values of Gapes, of Coffee, of Leslie, of Ryan, with the conservative values of Sue? Well, it was that GQ cover that was making the Blairites the Avengers. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I'll pop it in the group chat one second because it yeah, was I don't fucking appalling. Because don't, don't, don't read the art. It was by Matt Dancona as well, which. Like, oh my god. Not the art. He didn't draw the art. Yeah, I would have been impressed. Funny, actually, I can only find a crop version that. that's only got like half of David Miliband's head on it for some reason. Um, It'd be funny if they let let Raphael Bear like fucking illustrate his own articles and it was just like always drawings of feet. Uh, but except, like, then it was just one of them is just like the foot like trails off as he has a heart attack while drawing it. <laughs> so that's what we call environmental storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these guys, the fucking Injustice League, fucking got him. Wait, we, 
They, Chris Leslie says, they start kicking around the idea of the independent group, which to me was the obvious holding name that would that we would give ourselves. He says he wrote a long pamphlet on the center ground ma- on the center ground mainstream values in Britain today with the Social Market Foundation. <laughs> God, I can't. Every word in that sentence made me want to kill myself. Like, I can't, like, emphasise that enough to people. There's this whole bit where they're they're talking about Tom Watson's future Britain group, which, if you'll remember, was this thing Tom Watson was like, I'm convening this new group to keep real social democratic values alive in the Labour Party. He did, like, one meeting. Like, every MP in the PLP turned up. He never did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Change UK obviously strongly alleged he did that to try and persuade Corbyn hostile MPs to stay uh, and then did and then you know did nothing with it, which is verifiably true. But he was like, like Tom oh, Watson these doing people are just shiftless, lazy, idle fucks who want to cling on to their career at all costs. They were never gonna leave anyway, it's fine. Tom yeah, Watson like, doing absolutely I... nothing with the job he's got is not new. Like he's yeah, a very yeah, lazy man. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this book. Well, book, it's not really long enough to be a book. <laughs> I keep, I'll keep, i call it that for the sake of, like... Yeah. Hey, man, yeah, we're I'm getting more than enough fucking mileage out of it. I'll we, tell well, you yeah, but, yeah, but we're a very specialised group of people in a way, aren't we? Like, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, like, how they specialise labour in early societies and they have, Special like, you know, needs, I think they call it. Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> but, but the, um... But, like, there's a lot of stuff in it. It's actually a surprisingly... Like, there's a lot of stuff in here where they're just telling on themselves in the most blatant ways. And I'm, like, rereading bits of it for the first time in ages. And I'm like, oh, so that's where I got this idea for a thing I did in a video years later. Which was from this fucking terrible book. So maybe I should have gone back to it a bit sooner. Yeah, Leslie says here that the Future Britain group only met once. He says Tom Watson will receive a peerage and has left Parliament, and a lot of Labour MPs who had put their hopes in him definitely felt left in the lurch ahead of the December 2019 election. But blah, 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 Tom Watson had anxiety. (laughs) Was it better to work (laughs) with Tom Watson's a small bean. Yeah, Tom Tom Watson was just breaking it about Len McCluskey, so we've got to sympathise with him on that. So Chris Leslie ponders... Was it better to work with Corbyn and hold them close, singing respect to him for using gender-neutral pronouns for Jeremy Corbyn here, to hold them close, singing, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, out of some perceived sense of loyalty and almost smother them? What? You know who else was on camera singing, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, disappointing fellow right-wingers? Where's Streeting? Where's Streeting did Sadiq Khan? Yeah. There's a video of him doing it. Oh, those videos are going to get such mileage at the next election. Damn right. If, if, if no one else picks up on them, we'll fucking get them out there. Oh, no, There's got to be a Keir one, right? Oh, there definitely is. There, like, I'm, must have done. I think it exists, and I think we'll find it well within time. There definitely worry. is of Tom Watson, because he started Watson, singing it in yeah. the middle of his fucking conference speech. Yeah, yeah. He did. yeah. And then what I think they just binned him from conference next year and didn't give him a speech. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I think he, like, pissed himself in public, so they recanted and gave him, like, five minutes early in the day. So Chris Leslie is like, some of us didn't just want to take the risks of a country of Corbyn winning, finding ourselves as minister for paperclips or whatever it might be. Minister for uh, photocopiers, Chris, that ring a bell? 
But in the mm, process, it'll be a promotion oh, for Mike Gage. So what are you complaining yeah, about? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's Mike... the peak of his fucking career. Yeah. Most Labour MPs were persuaded to keep their heads down and their mouths shut. <laughs> Not that shut, though. And it's very I, I, yeah, easy to persuade. Make, yeah, like they have a funny definition of mouth shut, don't they? Yeah, heads down. It's like. Well, I did scream at Corbyn in Parliament that he's a fucking racist and anti-Semite, but... And then yeah, immediately leaked it to party. every journalist any of us knew. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, you, you could say that really, at the end of the day, Margaret Hodge is a Corbyn supporter. And... <laughs> well, if you, re- if you read her book she wrote before she got whatever Facebook brain poisoning she got, she kind of was. Um... Well, she was a... Uh, a friend <laughs> not yeah. even I don't think a friend but like she was like well Jeremy's all about anti-fascism yeah. he hates Jews as well there's no contradiction there <laughs> like, yeah. like, she, I think I think it, was, it wasn't her book but it was a book she was interviewed for and she was like <clears throat> he was the only Labour MP interested in helping her embarking and I'm like of course he fucking was come on Have a like, day, baby. <laughs> we're um, just narrating our stacks today <laughs> fat stacks of snacks bro here's anna subri so yeah let's have a drinking game every time anna subri drinks in the process of her narrating her experiences to be author of this book you you drink so basically whenever it says anna subri do a shot do like 15 shots (laughs) have a have a gnt but you have to chug it. What happened was that increasingly, over time, we always knew there was an elephant in the room on a number of occasions leading up to what happened when people left their political parties. Good sense. It was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going on a couple of trips with Chucker and Chris and a couple of other people who would be horrified to have their names mentioned now. Never I- Ian Murray. They, they Ian would Murray. no <laughs> consequences. <laughs> No fucking consequences whatsoever for going on a trip with you, Anna. I'd say, yeah, but we're all going to get together. We've got to get together. We've got to change things. We should be in the same political party. Well, actually, she's right about that. It's just that they should be in the Tory party, not any other one. The correct party already existed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So everything in this. So I thought at first, like, going through some of these Sube's quotes, like... Maybe she's just used to writing everything like a political speech where you put a full stop at the middle of a sentence because it's a declaration. And then the next sentence starts kind of, and I will blah, 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 blah. But then I realized, no, no, it's because these are just the patterns of speech of when she dictated this to somebody. Yeah. Maybe some of them are written because remember that time Gates was like, I am taking time off Twitter. I need time to write and think. So Gates has definitely written something. I mean, who knows what it might. That might have been those diary entries that are, are extracted throughout this book, like where he lists 970 different things that he despises about Corbyn. And weirdly, prior to 2018, none of them are about him being anti-Semitic. <laughs> Very suspicious stuff. So Subes, she'll say something like, "I never felt unnatural about the whole thing. I just." I felt comfortable. I finally felt comfortable with people, as opposed to sitting and feeling really bristly. Sorry, really feeling bristly. <laughs> That's not how someone writes. That's her, obviously her speech patterns, isn't it? Yeah. 
so that's why I kind of think that all the soups sections just really do kind of take the form of like a, a wine fueled monologue. It's when you go for like a single pint in the daytime and you get collared by the most boring drunk in the world and she's boring <laughs> yeah. drunk. It is that. <laughs> she's saying nothing but she's like, this is really important. <laughs> it's all, it's just, it's just, it's so bloody important. Ugh. Finally, some fucking gapes. My God, the small go. Leslie here banging on about the customs market and the single market. Yeah, Stick it up your ass, mate. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's on about like, oh, we were winning votes, and it's like, motherfucker, you fucked the indicative votes. You know the ones that Theresa May had, where they voted on like twenty-one things in one go, like every fucking deal that could have gone. They basically fucked it every which way. Now nah, stick with single market up your ass. We were now meeting together regularly, Gates said. We were now meeting together regularly, and the eight of us were even hiding in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, Gates is. <laughs> whenever Gates drives and hides, it's always in a pretty plain sight. Yeah, right. <laughs> By eating together in the members' dining room every Wednesday after Prime Minister's questions, we also planned initiatives and debates to challenge Corbyn. This is so this is so fucked though. This is such a fucked mentality because it's like we planned initiative and debates to challenge the person who's not in charge of actual shit. Well, wait, this is January 2019, right? Yeah. This would have been Theresa May still yeah. through. That's by the way insane to think about as well because you would have thought she'd have gone a lot earlier. This is like around the time when the former Dutch prime minister now, Mark Rutte was saying like I don't understand why the prime minister's getting laughed at in parliament. This is very un-British. And I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? It's like the one thing we have now. Yeah. He's laughing at a fucking prime minister who's just completely detached from any ability to affect change or run their agenda. That's well, all anyway, we have now. Do you want to hear one of the initiatives and debates <laughs> that Gates planned to challenge Corbyn? The big issue. One example was the urgent question I had on Venezuela. Where I denounced him and several of his front bench for supporting the repressive Maduro kleptocracy. Boy, did that age poorly, by the way. Yep. Well, like, I'm still recognizing uh, Juan Guiardo, whatever he's Juan, Juan Guiardo yeah. Forks. <laughs> yeah. They could have well, he... got him into Change UK if they'd wanted, I think. Yeah, he, he would have been a great leader for them. But, like,. America is even, like, buying Venezuelan oil now. Because yeah. <laughs> of yeah. how fucked everything is. So I wonder where Mike Gapes is falling on Maduro now. I'd be very... Well, he's blocked. Uh, probably still very anti, I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, he, he probably thinks Joe Biden supports the IRA, and it's not just his senility making him say stuff like beating the black and tans and stuff. He probably genuinely <laughs> thinks he's an IRA supporter. I mean, I you don't might... know, Gates seems to love Biden from what I know. I can't, I... He's like, I really, I strongly empathize with this senile old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is an actual tweet, as far as I'm concerned, because I can't see any of his tweets. Uh, he's blocked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, dude, it sucks. We can't use him for any. I got my, uh, I got my friend Eve to send me a load of pictures of Gapes from his Twitter the other day. I was like, please just <laughs> help. Just we need just... our hit. 
exactly. Just let me like get like a little like morphine dose just yeah. to jo- sure. you know, just to help my Jones to wean yeah. me off regular Gapes selfies. Someone, Posing. someone, send Mike Gapes a blue sky invite. And oh, please, please, does people please. as Twitter slash X continues to collapse? There's more and more people having paid ads pop up with just some guy saying like. I collect feet pics. If you're interested in selling feet pics, please DM me. But that's going to be us with like gapes pics. We're going to be like, please, if you have any rare gapes, we're happy to pay for them. Yeah. Brother, can I have some gapes? <laughs> Launch of the independent group in 2019. I was just Chris Leslie droning on. Oh, yeah. He alludes to Ian Murray being there. Like, until that weekend, it was going to be eight of us. I don't know why he doesn't actually name and shame him. Still his mate, I guess. Didn't they release a photograph of him at the rehearsed yeah. launch? Yeah. Like so, I don't. Literally I, I, the day before the launch, understand. wasn't it? Or, or a couple of days yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah, it was day before. So I really don't understand not just naming him, because they released the fucking picture. Yeah, I mean, like they say, Mike Gates his name loads of times, and it's fucking stupid. Well, you know, his name is fun to say. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, so basically, he says, like, Luciana Berger was uh, going to give birth and we needed to have her there so that we could, like, use her as a moral shield. So, <laughs> so they, yeah. They, they, yeah, they decide that they'll do it in February, wasn't it? Uh, mm. Yeah, that's yeah. when we left in February 19 because she was going to have the baby the next month. There was some talk of doing it before the September 2018 party conference. It didn't feel like the right moment. Luciana wasn't ready to do it at that point. Yeah, Chris, you, you were right, Geraint. Chris Leslie droning on there. Not very much useful information. Although others might not have realised it, Gapes says. I felt I was pulling my punches, <laughs> inhibited in saying what I really thought. <laughs> I'm just, I find that so incredible from the yeah, way Gapes that he carries on. Towing the when I think restraint, I think Mike Gapes talking <laughs> politics. Yeah. <laughs> like literally the guy who like in 2015 when Corbyn had been leader for about a week there was like that half post article that was like Mike Gapes I am Labour <laughs> I mean he, he says in this book that like he brags in this book about doing his first like anti-Corbyn this is the end of the party tweet at 9.30am the day Corbyn won the leadership <laughs> yeah like that's such a, a weird self they, they think they genuinely might think that was just like that's just us pulling our punches these people are nuts like actually nuts <laughs> yeah, like you this... thought gapes was right wing you don't even know the half of it but anyway he uh, so he actually also drops a bit of uh, that trademark gapes smoke on ian murray although not naming him again maybe ian murray's lawyers <laughs> sent with a stern <laughs> note ian murray and change.org the so-called american petition site who they will get too soon <laughs> just days before we left one of our group got cold feet and changed his mind he had been, ironically, the person who approached me and had got me into those early Fair Oak Farm discussions a year before. But now I was leaving the Labour Party and he was not. You can tell Gapes has like written all this. This is like yeah. pure Gapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Style. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like yeah. pure unrestrained, uh, unedited this is, this is not. This is not a, a speaking style, right? No. 
Like, not Mike Gapes' speaking style or anyone else's. You can absolutely hear it in his voice, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Well, not just because I'm fucking reading it in it, but, (laughs) you know, like, uh, he he actually spills a bit of tea there, doesn't he? He fucking says, or as we say in Britain, beans. I feel like the tea, tea, spilling tea is an American thing. I don't like spilling tea. I love tea and I value it, so it's quite traumatic for me when that happens. Conversely, Uh, I love spilling beans everywhere. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I did it once for comic relief and I've never stopped. The more beans you spill, uh, the less are coming out of people's arses in an unpleasant way. Where's this going? That got away from you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it just came out, you know, farts. Got them. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got people who fart. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck those cunts. Yeah, anyway, so he spills a bit of beans or tea by saying that uh, Ian Les... Not Ian Leslie, sorry. Ian a different centrist cunt. <laughs> Ian Murray recruited him to, to the Change UK splitter group. That dickhead is the Scottish secretary now for Labour, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I forget who it was. Shallow was bench, it? though. <laughs> yeah, to the, yeah. Face. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> Value Mutual, whose name, who I've forgotten specifically which one it was, <laughs> said that Ian Murray looked like a boiled egg with pubes glued onto it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and no, he's just. I'm pretty like sure actually might have been Loki, but I don't. But if it wasn't Loki, then well, <laughs> that is quite good. It's he, Loki, well, yeah. He's part of this, this yeah. <laughs> subset of potato men on the Labour right, like yeah. Neil Coyle. Yeah. Yeah. See, someone once sent me. A pic- uh, two pictures of Neil Coyle and Ian Murray. Um, Same guy. Same who who fucking he could not have told you which one was which? How did Ian Murray get away? Not, not Ian Murray, sorry, I keep confusing him. Neil Coyle <laughs> get away with multiple scandals, one of which didn't get reported much, included him like harassing a former staffer, and no one reported it with the headline Sex Lives of the Potato Man. That's <laughs> fucking disgraceful. <laughs> I, it just Honestly, these tabloid facts are just talent. There, there, there's, you know. there's no skill, there's no art to it anymore. Quite yeah, exactly. Yeah, moral Coyle dimension. Melted, he'd be right on that. <laughs> The next notable bit is Gape says, Our presentations were very good on their launch day. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he really was. One of the this, this, is the one, this is the one where we accepted like a two-minute video of Mike Gapes folding some paper from. I showed my dad that one thanks, Mike. back when it was new. Uh, yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike, was a drop on my stream because I found it so funny for some it's reason. It's amazing. I, um, I, I use I, it, like, in my daily life and yeah, no one fucking gets it. Whenever it. someone in my Discord decides to explain something to me yeah. that I already know, I just say thanks, Mike, to them. <laughs> I just, yeah. you know, but um, but I, I, I should, my dad was like, did he really take that log folding the paper? And I was like, legally speaking, I have to say yes. Um, like... well, we, we should all be thanking Mike because he said he did 28 interviews on the day of their launch I feel now, like you would have evidence of that in like articles I feel like that's a verifiable fact or, like... I'm going to make it my mission in life to download all 28 of those interviews and then maliciously edit them to uh, insert bits about milk and other things that portray him in a negative light I did, I, I did. I did use Mike Gapes in a recent video. I used the infamous original version of the of that milk speech. Um, yeah, yeah he, I, does, I, he does get used a lot. He's a bit yeah. of sort of political cum dumpster. Uh, well, so here's Joan Ryan. She she explains that she. I, I say here's Joan Ryan. I'm not actually going to read any of this. She says that she she was a day late, but she decided to join these brave colleagues 
Then Chris Leslie says, on the Wednesday of that week, our conservative friends, which ones, Chris? You have literally hundreds, decided that they would join us and do the same. That is where it became really interesting, fusing together the three conservatives. He's making it sound very Frankensteinian. Fusing together the three conservatives who'd left predominantly for Brexit, but also really underlying that their party was, do you mean underlining, that their party was moving to the right-wing fringe. Our party had moved to the left-wing fringe, and there was this vacuum in the centre ground, and maybe this could be the spark of something that could have that conversation. <laughs> That's not Inspiring. And maybe this was the spark of something that could have that conversation. <laughs> That's all right yeah. if you're on a podcast and you're very high and you're just gibbering away to have that kind of fucking syntax. You can't, you can't put that in a book. I, I actually did have a note here, it turns out, from years ago. Uh, how did that work out, question mark, about something that could have that conversation? Turns out no one wanted to have that conversation. Would I guess you... there was a vacuum, but it wasn't them who filled it, was it? It was stuck <laughs> <laughs> here. See, that's the thing. If they had been patient, if they had been patient... They could have had everything they wanted without any of this additional bullshit. That, and we wouldn't have had to read this book. But... Yeah, there are some right lies and fucking horseshit here. Over the next few weeks, Chris Leslie says, we had something like 15,000 individual members of the public donating small sums of money to our fighting. To our fighting! There was a lot of support. Donating a lot of money to have Le a Leslie versus Gates cage match in, in, <laughs> un under the Chinese restaurant in South Ilford. You see, we, we get him to watch way. one wrestling pay-per-view and he's already like making matches. He's fantasy do you see booking. I post, do you see I posted a Vince McMahon gif earlier? No, but I'm impressed. Oh yeah, so Chris Leslie claims they had 15,000 individual members and they ended up with about 100,000 people on their mailing list. Okay. There's lots. Mike Gapes, one. Mike Gapes, two. Mike Gapes, three. At gmail.com. <laughs> at iMail, the Ilford uh, email address. We also had more... It was certainly bigger than Momentum at one point, as they never got It's a mailing list. Into... Momentum's a thing you actually sign up for and like, yeah, join no. yeah. as a member <laughs> and fucking ideally participate. Obviously, didn't always work out that way, but yeah. like, apart from the very start and now when it's useless, there was more than a mailing list going on. Change UK uh, didn't even have any policies. Yeah, no, exactly. He says they also had more followers on Twitter than Momentum and concludes it was a big deal. But like it was, but not in the not in the way that so, you know do, do they not realise that they were competing with Labour, that they are a political party competing with votes with Labour Tories, Lib Dems, not with Momentum. Like, if anything, these they've people... removed themselves from, actively removed themselves from competition with momentum. These people sort of don't seem to understand the principle around internet forums, right? Where, like, only 1% of people post on forums, right? All right, yeah. And, like, 99% of people just basically lurk. Do you think all of those people following them on Twitter were going to come out and campaign? Is that what they were <laughs> banking on? They were probably <clears throat> mostly journalists. Yeah, like... That's the thing with the with the email list, right? Like journalists will sign up to the email list of like every political party because it's their job yeah, once to know what add, the fuck they're saying to people. Once you add together all the journalists in Britain plus 
a, a decent number of total fucking losers, you easily have a hundred thousand people who would sign up to this mailing list. Yeah, like they're like presumably like certain centrist dipshits on Twitter do have a hundred thousand followers. It just does exist. It must do. It's like yeah, it's not I surprising. Mean, they're mostly bought, but yeah. I mean, J.K. Rowling has a million, I and mean, she is famous, though. Yeah, she. Yeah, that's not like a reasonable comparison. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah that's like true. comparing like Chris Leslie to J.K. Rowling. Like, <laughs> but, but I mean, first of all, J.K. Rowling's politics are much better than Chris Leslie's, probably. But also, um... <laughs> I don't even know. They both seem pretty concerned with like the woke brigade. Do you, Do you yeah. remember Chris Leslie keeps just banging on about like woke ideology throughout this book? <laughs> like, yeah. <it's... laughs> And the thing about that is it's before that really caught on as well. He was an early yeah. adopter of, like, woke as this term of, like, rage. Yeah, like, well, what you have to know about Chris Leslie is that he is very, very right-wing in every way. Yeah. Yeah. The most, like, I, I will never, ever, ever understand even allowing for people's politics changes and stuff, how he ended up working for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and still in this book published in like 2021 like you're like yeah i like bernie sanders he's good yeah he's like sand wait well, wouldn't have fucking supported him in the primary would he? no but no he was wouldn't... like it, but he's like yeah he stood up to anti-west sentiment and left-wing anti-semitism <laughs> so yeah gapes just goes in in this chapter he, he he just like reels off a bunch of names and just like mainly actually two he says I had several warm, friendly conversations with Labour MPs, wishing me well. Reaction to our departure was interesting. Shadow Foreign Secretary Emily Thornberry and others were denouncing us for leaving as traitors, scum and scabs. In contrast, Labour Deputy Leader Tom Watson was saying, they've raised serious concerns, we need to take account of what they're saying. His approach was very much to try and shore up, to stop other people leaving. Tom set up a group inside the Parliamentary Labour Party designed deliberately to keep people in. Many in the PLP were waiting for Tom to move against Corbyn, which of course never happened. Instead, Tom Watson was outmaneuvered by momentum owner John Landsman over the summer and ended up standing down at the general election. Yeah, that's a weird way to refer to John Landsman. Trope, trope, trope. Much as much as I think John Lansman Say is a fucking wasteland. Say it with your chest, Sinan. Like... Say it with your chest. Mike Gapes is anti-Semitic. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Yes. Mike Gapes is. A... How do you like it, Mike? How do you like it? <laughs> just we, we're going to take one of the things you said in bad faith, and we're just going to say you're anti-Semitic. It's at the core of your ideology. How does that I mean, feel, Mike? It actually, it actually is at the core of his ideology. Yeah. His stated public, like you know. That's you know he's he's a rat he's an in, intense supporter of American foreign policy, which is yeah. pretty anti-Semitic, and is also uh, well, reasonably speaking, a supporter of capitalism, which reasonably speaking, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, like I don't know that he thinks that deeply about it, despite having an economics degree, but he is a supporter of capitalism, and capitalism is 
an economic system that relies on racism, which well, he does. When you're, you know... <laughs> when you're that many milks in, it's quite difficult to think about anything that deeply. You <laughs> have this sort of you this low hum as in your head as your eyes glaze back. Imagining Mike Gapes just cracking open a bottle of milk and being like, ah, I'm so glad it was delivered by capitalism. <laughs> it's just taking a massive swig. <laughs> the, sh- the milk shelves were empty in the communist supermarkets. <laughs> so Chris Leslie tells this little story. I remember having to ring up Laura Koonsberg on the Sunday night to say, I'm sorry, I know it's for school half term, but... But we had to tip the key journalists off so they'd attend their launch. And it was partly that we chose that week because Parliament wasn't sitting. Blah, blah, blah. Boring shit. (laughs) Great, great little statement from Chris Leslie at the end of this quote. Unfortunately, there were a few things that went awry straight away. (laughs) (laughs) That is is slightly understating what happened, yeah. You remember when... a little bit ago, I was like, Anna Subri describes the Luciana Berger in this the weirdest kind of oh, like fucking objectifying, hell. Yeah, we've got the salivating Shit. way. Um, By the way, Jack, no. when you said giantess, you were actually very close to the term that she used, like in spirit. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I wasn't just oh, fucking what? conjuring that out of midair. No, I don't know, Matt. <laughs> no, that's I don't know. how I, I describe Jewish broads all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, that's what you do in your private time. You know, that's none of our business. You no, know, I don't judge, but clearly it's so. His soups, like she just <laughs> could take a big. Let's just imagine I'm taking a huge swig of alcohol. I think it was the sight of them going into that press conference, and there was something very powerfully symbolic about Luciana. I think standing there heavily pregnant. A woman looks quite magnificent when she's in those final stages of her pregnancy because you're like a magnificent sort of galleon and statuesque, but also there's an incredible vulnerability as well. Luciana does have a look. I mean, she's just very striking. And this woman standing there with all that magnificent... That's the third time she said magnificent. (laughs) But also the vulnerability saying, you know, I have left the Labour Party because I've been hounded up because I'm... Fuck off. The lies and bullshit. Complete bullshit, yeah. I just think that subconsciously and consciously (laughs) just smacked people right between the eyes. I, I think that was hugely significant. Can I just say I've never been so disappointed to be reading something absolutely demented and just glance up and see a name other than Mike Gapes above it because the only way that would <laughs> this be... This beautiful Jewish galleon! <laughs> like... <laughs> this I... magnificent woman! <laughs> oh no, I don't, I don't need to imagine Mike Gapes doing this. <laughs> like, I really do not need that tonight. <laughs> Gates sums up this page. Uh, After our launch events, there followed an intensive period trying to build on what we'd already agreed. The original seven of us had agreed a statement of values in advance of our launch. We had worked... I'm sorry, I'm not even doing a voice here. We had worked closely together for some months, but now we had been joined by three people who came from a different political culture with very different experiences i had known anna subri but not i had known i had <laughs> known in the biblical knowledge. sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh fuck um 
I had spoken to Sarah Wollaston once or twice, but I had never had a conversation with Heidi Allen. I hate <laughs> Heidi Allen. That actually, yes. Yeah, he kind of does, actually, but that comes comes later. Well, um, everyone's got some good good views, you know, and even, even Gacy mm. gets it right sometimes. Yeah. Broken now, clocks, you know. Now we were in the same political group. All that united us was a common opposition to Labour and Tory extremism and to Brexit and also all our political views. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Leslie, we had some heady days in those early phases. The 1968 Democratic Convention was the wildest time and I say that as a supporter of Lyndon Baines Johnson. (laughs) There was a lot of interest in what we were doing and an independent group was a novel concept we had a grid of events they they haven't mentioned at all i guess chris leslie said some things went awry on the first day (laughs) yeah they did not mention the tinge no 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 mention of angela smith i'll tell you what was funny about that incident was it was racist um, and racist jokes well, no, no. It's that, like, you know, like, we would relentlessly bring it up on Twitter. Yeah, bro, like, I we love would to just racism bring it up. too. No, no, no. <laughs> That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Relentlessly bring it up to attack her. Yeah. And I did, I did, a, like, a, an off, a, like, off the cuff, like, response to one of her tweets where I just said, you know, just, make, just took the piss out of her for saying that, right? And I had someone reply to me, some dipshit lib, probably Piss Diamond, because she'd gone to the Piss Diamonds by then, I reckon, uh, who was like, oh yeah, how long are you lot going to hold on to that? She's apologised for it. And I'm like, well, considering that we're currently in the middle of an exercise where we've gone through 50 years of a guy's life to try and smear him as a racist, probably for quite a while, I'd say is how long I'm going to hold on to that one. Yeah. If she's ever oh, you were talking eye. about Jeremy Corbyn. I, I thought you were, I felt, I was like, oh yeah, I've done that with Mike Gates, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was you. talking about I was talking about the good guy. Come on. Yeah, yeah, the good he's oh, such a good guy, honestly. I love fucking, <laughs> fucking love Jeremy Corbyn. Hope he runs as an independent because oh, yeah, I will so. I will absolutely go down. One last ride. Yeah, man, Corbyn and Driscoll, those are the boys. And Dent Code if she runs, but to be honest, she doesn't have Corbyn level name recognition, but you know, is a great community activist. Yeah, good luck to him. So what are they on about here? Gates says, We were going to have a series of events around the country, thinking, engaging, listening exercises, working towards some kind of membership system, and plan to have our first conference in autumn. Wow, all these plans, huh? Big plans, yeah, came to nothing. Gape says they didn't coincide with the local election. Chris Leslie, I mean, and the group thought, oh my goodness, how can you be a new force in Parliament and the country for that centre ground space, particularly when Brexit was the number one issue, and be absent from an election? Brexit was the greatest issue. It was the only game in town. And how could we not really not take a stand in these things? The Labour Party was hedging and not doing and saying anything. Uh, the Liberal Democrats, meanwhile, were in a really poor place. <laughs> well, yeah. They were in single-digit figures in the polls, and they were not thriving, whereas the independent group got up to 18% in the national independent opinion polls. And then when they did have those uh, EU elections, didn't the Lib Dems, like, come way in front of every other yeah. party? 
and uh, Brexit Change UK first, didn't. Then the Dems. Yeah. yeah. Did, but did, did Change UK manage to run? I guess we'll get to that. They did. Oh, they did. Because do you not remember? Change... This was the Francis Wheatman elections, wasn't it? Yeah. The one. Oh, the they one... had some really funny racists in that. Yeah, election, because that was that was the. <laughs> one we did a whole where... episode on it. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. one where Francis Wheatman running took a cost of Lib Dems a seat. Yeah, cost of Lib Dems a seat and gave Labour one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Comrade yeah. Whitman. There it is. Yeah, Chris says. It's the one where I got the fucking lead Scottish Change UK candidate to stand <laughs> down because I found his pro Gary Glitter tweets. Which is ironic <laughs> given the direction that this podcast has let you take it. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's one rule for him be and quite another him. for us. <laughs> it's funny because it's funny because that guy is now a candidate for the Labour Party, I assume. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. No, no, so. no. The Labour Party yeah. just has its own. Scottish Labour just I mean, still had a constant pool of shit centrist candidates. I mean, hasn't Labour recently run a paedophile for an actual seat? Yeah, like, towards Starmer. Was... <laughs> well, I, mean... yeah. I can't remember who or where, but yes, definitely. Yeah, th- like, like that has Morally, happened. they've done that at every election apart from <laughs> 2017 and 19. Yeah. <laughs> This is such a long quote. From I mean, yeah, they, they had a councillor, didn't they? Who was running for councillor while facing kiddie porn charges, something paedophilic, anyway. And it turned out the local Labour Party were like, oh, we didn't know until he was charged. But like one of the people that was on the selection committee was his flatmate, so it's just obvious lies. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining, you know that like I don't know if you two watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I'm imagining the episode where Frank runs the like children's uh, beauty pageant, and he's like <laughs> just imagining him at his count, like Frank getting arrested for nonsense. Like... <laughs> uh, oh, so that's yeah. it. I'm going away. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie is being a right bitchy queen here about fucking the Lib Dems. He's like, they succeeded in the local elections quite well, and I think they got up to the high teens. They turned around a, a fairly decent showing. It wasn't a brilliant performance, but it was spun by them as a massive comeback for the Liberal Democrats, which meant thereafter that. Thereafter that, Chris. Mm. Really. Thereafter that. I think you find that is a tautology, my friend. That's it was it. quite a confusing picture, which a cynical Westminster lobby pounced upon. As as a fierce opponent of Jeremy Corbyn, I hate when a cynical Westminster lobby pounced upon <laughs> things. Mm. Should people vote Lib Dem if they were anti-Brexit? Should they vote for us if they were anti-Brexit? It was that issue, Brexit, that was cutting across what we were doing which really did cause too many problems and too much turbulence in our development. Oh, that sucks. It's like Brexit was a fucking complicated issue. It was difficult to navigate for a political party trying to have a wide base, and it wasn't just like you could say, I like Brexit or I hate Brexit and fucking get it all sorted, like you were repeatedly telling Jeremy Corbyn was all he had to do to be 20 points ahead. As we all know, Jeremy Corbyn refused to press the stop Brexit button. That is famously what happened. Yeah. And that's why that's why we're here now. It's too busy praising Castro. <laughs> to quote failed Tory parliamentary candidate Seb Payne. But um, some people like the colour red and some people like the colour blue, and that's what politics is about, right? Well, you yeah. know who bleeds red if you cut him? 
<laughs> well, most people, but <laughs> most people <laughs> yeah, bleed me. real labour values. Um, Mike Gapes, so let's listen to this demented bullshit from Gapes. The Liberal Democrats set out to kill us! <laughs> oh, if only. If only. <laughs> they will deny it, but the reality is clear. Vince Cable falsely claimed that he'd offered us an electoral alliance, which would have been impossible under the haunt closed list PR electoral system of the European Parliament. <laughs> that's not true. That's wrong. Like, that's actually wrong. I don't know, like, my eyes just fucking glazed over when I got like, to that like, that's, that's the That's the bit that I actually know about, which is that's wrong. You can run jointly lists under mm-hmm. proportional systems these people argue against like proportional systems they don't know what they actually are yeah. <laughs> which doesn't I've... surprise me because the, all these people are the most overeducated but <laughs> underintelligent cunts in the world i just like the vince cable and the liberal democrats set out to personally murder me mike gapes <laughs> using his old shell exact knowledge there to, to, get, yeah. to get someone troublesome disposed of we have 3,700 applicants for candidates and we spent the whole of Good Friday Easter Saturday and Sunday in a conference centre at King's Cross the real Good Friday agreement (laughs) (laughs) interviewing people either by Skype or by phone or in person to whittle down and determine a list of 70 we employed a firm to do checks of social media posts that's the easiest payday in the world, by the way. They did fuck oh. all. But a couple of names got through that shouldn't have done, and it was unfortunate and embarrassing. He's... I did that. I caused that. I, I, I fucking got that. And, and Loki got I, I, some of them done as well. Yeah, Loki definitely got some of them. Yeah, and of course, our opponents and the media made a great fuss of that. Well, technically, we're their opponents, so we did. But yeah, the media absolutely did, yeah. didn't. The media didn't really seize on it at all. A couple of tiny bits in local press, I think. Chris Leslie is like Gavin Shooker started to withdraw. Gavin Shooker and Munner as well went on holiday and never came back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> went Chukka, back to his home planet. Shooker <laughs> had gone on holiday and his team stepped back too at that point. And in some ways, that was the moment a simmering undercurrent of difficulties grew within our number. <laughs> Luciana had gone off on maternity league, so she wasn't overtly part of what we were doing. Well, hang on. Gavin wasn't At really... least two of them earlier on were like, yeah, we knew she was going on maternity leave in February or March, so we, we rushed the launch to do ahead of that. And then they're like, oh, and yeah, then she but... fucked off on maternity leave. Like, yeah, did they not know how pregnancy works? None of these people have had sex, so of course they don't know how pregnancy <laughs> works like, Gates is like every baby born in Ilford South is my baby and did I take paternity leave no <laughs> what, does, what did Mike Gapes institute prima nocte yeah. and just yeah. start banging everyone's wife yeah there was a difficulty when Gavin's started to withdraw that's that's Lauren Ilford your firstborn must uh, actually be Mike Gapes' firstborn with your female <laughs> partner there was a difficulty when Ga- Gavin started to withdraw from the active side of work that Chukka and I and Anna were organising for various quite small administrative reasons actually looking back. (laughs) It's just gibberish. I think Leslie dictated his shit as well. I don't think he got his way on a couple of constitutional issues, that petty bitch, and then there was a bigger problem about our leadership. I think someone beat him to funneling the money out of the party, basically, and he spat the (laughs) devil. 
<laughs> emptying out those accounts. Yeah. We never really got the opportunity. I don't know what, because they keep all starting their quotes like mid sentence. Mm-hmm. So Anna Subri is like, we never got the opportunity. I guess she just means the general opportunity to succeed mm-hmm. because the European elections came along and that's what's done us in. <laughs> Did she like affect a like fucking artful dodger mockney voice when she said that? And, but uh, the European elections came along and that's what done us in. <laughs> there is no debate that it would have been different if they hadn't come along when it. Yeah, okay, boring. Leadership issues. Mike Gates. For some reason, isn't saying the issue was that I would not be summarily appointed leader. <laughs> I do like the like leadership issues, Mike Gapes. That is pretty uh, pretty apt description of him. Well, but it's even better when they're like naming issues, Mike Gapes. <laughs> we had to have a spokesperson for the media, and Chuka was the obvious person for that, and he was appointed. But we deliberately didn't have a leader. We had a convener for our meetings and organisation, which Gavin Shuker did. That's very, like, churchy, isn't it? A convener. Well, Gavin Shuker's influence there. Exactly. He sort of saw the other members as his flock. And Gates is like, no, fuck sheep! (laughs) (laughs) Cows are the only real animal in the farmyard! (laughs) Yeah, this is very Gapesian, really. I also like his thing about we deliberately didn't have a leader. It's like a fucking anarcho syndicalist or something. Yeah, yeah. They they played too much Kaiserreich in Hearts of Iron and were like, ooh, this anarcho syndicalism thing. I'm looking forward to the Gapes Keld collab. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's fitting some hard bars. This is the interesting bit because Mike Gapes just being a messy bitch who loves the drama is shedding light on all the internal tensions here. It became very clear that although the logical thing would have been that Chuka would be the leader, a minority of our group, including Luciana Berger and Angela Smith, were strongly opposed to naming Chuka Ramona as the leader, even on an interim basis. I can't imagine why Angela Smith would be particularly opposed to Chuka Ramona of all people being the leader. <laughs> the tinge! <laughs> yeah. She's there with a fucking Dulux colour chart, like, no, it mustn't be him! <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I was like, what, does Chuka want to nationalise water or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Why like... the fuck does Lucia... Luciana Berger is like, oh, black people, they're all anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't know. If you read Gapes' account, she does seem to be apparently very adamant that it must not be Chuka Ramuna under any circumstances. Which, which is weird, because then she and Chuka and Angela Smith all went off and joined the Lib Dems together. Yeah, and, and the other thing that's weird about it is, I'm and reasonably like, sure that... They work for the same company. Or did. Yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if one or both of them have left by now, but when they both went into lobbying full time, it was the same company they they joined within about a fortnight of each other. Maybe it's like she's been working with him for so long in kind of like Blairite labour circles. But she like, knows everything she, bad she, about she, him. Exactly. Mm. So she, so she's like, well, well I've got well, to work with him. Politically, he's one of my closest allies, but fuck, I know this guy and he is yeah. awful. Well, wasn't there, um, didn't he try to run in 2015, but then he withdrew, he withdrew for after, like, reasons a couple that were speculated upon. Yeah. And if it is the thing that I've heard that was speculated upon, who gives a shit, right? That's yeah. not... 
by far the yeah, least. Weird, the sub- the like subset of it, though, is that he'd been on a sort of social network or Facebook page for some sort of exclusive club or club night and just made all sorts of absurd comments about not letting the riffraff in. <laughs> stuff but that... everyone knows about that, though. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's public but knowledge. I'm wondering right? if there's more stuff along that lines, just absurd, arrogant shit he said in his young Politico days that would be like a sort of drip-feed scandal. Maybe, because I don't get why the other thing would be such a problem in no. this day and age. No. no, like, like, You could make that work easily. As, as someone who has managed to make that work in this day and age, it still can be a bit difficult in some circumstances. <laughs> Gapes basically is just like, oh yeah, Chuck a pussied out. He stood down and wouldn't do it, even though there was a clear majority for him. He was still the spokesperson, but Heidi Allen was put in as the inter- put in. She was installed by the the, the change junta <laughs> as the interim leader. That was a bad decision as well. That was a bad Not that there were many there were, good there wasn't decisions. Really an obvious good decision, but they sort of put her in, I think, on the basis that she hadn't had too many scandals and seemed quite media savvy, and then she just wasn't and crumbled and doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, she like, yeah, she spectacularly imploded, so she wasn't scot-free. Literally, what scandals does Gapes have? Uh, Iraq War. Well, he's Mike Gapes, for one. That is the main (laughs) scandal related to Mike Gapes, Saudi links. Look, he's got, like, bad things on his record. Sounds of bizarre worship coming from his mansion at night. (laughs) (laughs) The human sacrifices performed by the men in cow heads in Illinois Town Centre. A religious obsession with owls. I actually dread to think what this podcast would have become had Mike Gapes become leader of Change UK. Like, the content would, be a would lot have come rich, out would be a lot been... richer for a start if fuckers had heard well, of that's, him. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Do you still own... Was it you who owned MikeGapes.co.uk and had it redirected a podcast? Oh, yeah, I think we've let that expire now, but we should buy it again. It was pretty cheap. MikeGapes.com would have been like thousands of pounds. <laughs> I don't know why, but Code.uk was easy. Yeah, because I was looking up some domains to buy, and I was trying to get a .co.ck domain ending, but apparently you can't <laughs> buy those anymore. Like like Nathan Barley. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Fucking, internet registration um... protocols have gone woke. Actually, wait, can you still buy a .ussr? One? Oh, that's, no, oh, no. Good no. question. <laughs> yeah. Was there much overlap between the internet and USSR? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. there was, yeah. Like, there was okay. there was enough that they have a .ussr domain that did exist, and some websites still use. Ah. Oh, yeah, but we also, we had MikeGapes.org, and that directed to Sam Tarry's website. <laughs> that was us as well. That was that. really good. Aged well. <laughs> Tarry, the future of the Labour left. Well, you could we should do it in reverse and get an alternate of Sam Tarry's address and get it redirected into whatever mad shit Mike Gapes is up to. <laughs> the Mike Gapes Foundation. Yeah, <laughs> dope. Oh, God, yeah, Jazz. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be, it's not going to be the same, like, harassing Jazz at Wall and trying to undermine his campaign. No, I mean... We probably should for, do it, though, for, just because it's Ilford South. It would be giving him a taste of his own medicine, wouldn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the harasser uh, harassed. Let's keep getting through this shit. Chris Leslie goes on this massive diatribe here. Mm. We knew we had to pick a leader, and that was where other difficulties started. Luciana, and I still don't understand why... 
<laughs> adamantly vetoed Chucka as the leader. <laughs> From a distance by conference call. She wasn't in the meeting, so we never quite understood why. What was the beef there? This, this, um, this lazy, pregnant I, fuck. They were happy working together in Change UK when it was only a few people. They're happy working together straight afterwards. Well, I don't know if they were like in the same department, but it indicates not too much of a, of a beef if they both joined the same company. But she was that like, no, he must never be leader. Like, what What did he do? I think Mike Gapes is lying. You just, like, kill a guy <laughs> in front of her. Yeah, but this Leslie's is Leslie lying. as well. well oh, this I, is Leslie, would, yeah. Would so both I think Mike I... Gapes and Chris Leslie lie about something? I don't think... Now? Would these two men ever stand on a platform together and tell the same sort of... It's difficult, because they're telling the things. same story, but I think that Chris Leslie is the fabled person who can't tell the truth, with Mike Gapes being the person who can't lie. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't make sense when they're both saying it exactly the same. Yeah, I'm yeah, a, cause this is Gapes I'm, Unchained. That's true, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't in the meeting, so we never really understood why. It was partly explained secondhand via Gavin, but maybe Chucker would deter other Labour MPs from leaving so, the PLP. So they all hate him for us. some reason, but why? But why? <laughs> I think he's just a cunt. That, that think... could be a big part of it. He's just awful. Spill yeah, the tea with beans in it, you cunts. <laughs> it didn't really feel as though that was a particularly strong reason, but there was always a threat that if we didn't go along with that point of view, then she would leave us, and we felt that Luciana leaving the independent group would be disastrous, and therefore we had to acquiesce with her and her veto of Chuck. <laughs> That's such... There's something kind of disturbing about the way they describe Luciana Berger and how well, important she is to everything. It's, it's yeah, they know that the, the sympathetic narrative that was around her in the press at roughly that time was the only real thing they had going for them and that stopped yeah. them being six people post- no one had heard of and that smug guy who ran for leader and dropped out after a day, you know? <laughs> Yeah, because this is post-Tinge incident as well. These people left the party and we should have rained fucking hellfire on them for the traitors that they were. But even the diktat from Corbyn's office was, don't go too hard on them because of Luciana Berger. And that's why they're talking quite openly about, oh, we knew we had to do the launch before she went on maternity leave. They did use her as both a a shield and an advert. Yeah, it is like one of the most cynical Mm. things I've seen in politics in my lifetime, possibly eclipsed only by the cynicism of Luciana Berger herself yeah well (laughs) in allowing herself to be used in this manner to this day by Keir Starmer and any fucking cunt on the Labour right who asks her presumably because she's always just showing up in some fucking random photos this is is part of why I mentioned earlier like I don't know if one or both of them have left that lobbying firm since because she seems to turn up at all these events. She was at the Rachel Reeves one. Was it Pontins or Butlins or one of those? Making they, they, <laughs> were, they were like pretending to wear normal work people clothes and making pizzas <laughs> and stuff. Rachel Reeves makes a point of jetting around the globe on both holidays and business trips and showing off about it. She would never go to a high-class holiday camp in Britain, let alone what's seen as the sort of ultra-budget version. Like She would just not... Yeah ever ever go there and would consider it a deep 
personal failing and a reversal of getting on to ever darken the doors of a place like that. She just really likes working men's club comedians. <laughs> it's the only place you can still see Roy Chubby Brown. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna get them all closed down when Labour get in because she wasn't impressed. They've gone woke. Yeah, she yeah. Wasn't single <laughs> racism and none of the jokes were aimed at the poor and people on benefits. Chris says that Luciana, the towing Chuka, left some bad blood, unfortunately. <laughs> Although Chuka was quite gracious in stepping back at Luciana's insistence. <laughs> Such a catty phrase. Like, yeah, yeah, Chuka was good about it. It's just Luciana, just, just emotional. <laughs> After Chuka couldn't be the leader, we had to think, well, who can we have that will be sufficiently interesting and charismatic on the media? We decided Heidi Allen was probably someone who could who would have a different perspective. <laughs> she was a Tory as opposed to... She's even more right-wing than me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They kind of do the opposite of the thing that I do, which is that I just systematically ignore anything anyone to my political right has to say and just keep acquiescing to anyone to my left. Yeah, like, the only person we've really had on... Um, to our right is Mike Gapes. <laughs> yeah, so here's Chris Leslie on Heidi, Heidi Allen. Um, again, oh, in retrospect, that was an error appointing her as leader, because although she had good, very strong emotional intelligence, that seems to be Chris Leslie's basically That's... just like, these women politicians, they're very emotional, but um, I was just saying, that's quite a turn of phrase to use in this context. She didn't really have any political experience and was quite easily swayed by those who managed to get in front of her. Because there are only a limited number of these MPs. When they talk about these these kind of unnamed malign influences, yeah. there's only so many people it can be. So is it just like, is, is it Luciana Berger? <laughs> was she swaying Heidi Allen? Because like, there's, there's that whole... Heidi Allen joined the Lib Dems with Chuka and Luciana, mm -hmm. so maybe it's her, like, Chris Leslie does kind of seem to have it in for her. There was a period before we stood where a number of Liberal Democrats from the House of Lords and business donors had met Heidi and I and persuaded her that really Change UK should stand aside for the Liberal Democrats. So it's a classic centrist politics thing of, like, the rich donors and members of the House of Lords say jump and you say how high. Hmm. And that started to eat... That concept was just planted in her mind. Her feeble little female mind. Women, know your limits. <laughs> and started to eat away at her. And obviously, we didn't agree with that. Because we were fighting for our own fire. We were fighting for our lives. Because we're targeted individuals. Our targeted individual got to get to the bottom of who's pulling the strings. Who's pulling the strings? And if the Lib Dems were ever the solution to British politics, we'd have seen it by then. I mean, I feel... when he's when he's right, he's right. You know. Yeah, how... I I feel like that's a line that Chris has had in his pocket since like 1997, though. <laughs> that situation worsened. The conversation from that conversation from her got increasingly tangled, and because she was the leader. Even though we met her as a management ca a management council. God, fucking... that sounds like the worst government type you can have in like a paradox game. Jesus Christ! It's just fucking like neoliberal corporate speak, isn't it? Like classic <laughs> Chris Leslie. We had to implore her. Look, we're in this business. Let's fight. Let's do our best around the country. He looked up like 
inspirational business rallying pep talk on google and that it was like look we're in this business we're the management council we held a series of rallies across the country but heidi became less keen to attend them oh well, i can't imagine why yeah there's, there's a, it says it's <laughs> the net all three of these qu- there's three quotes in a row that are chris leslie yeah. and are indicated as just, they're just reminding Hammer. us that it is chris leslie who's talking because it's so boring they know that the readers can tune out <laughs> anna and i then learned that heidi was going to go on channel 4 news just days before polling day and announced to the country that she was urging people to vote liberal democrat in certain parts of the country it was a complete and utter disaster How could you get people to vote for Change UK in London when you were telling them to vote Liberal Democrat elsewhere? It was ridiculous. And unfortunately, once the leadership was in that position, we found ourselves internally having to firefight our way through it day by day. It was incredibly stressful. We would have daily telephone conference calls, which didn't resolve particularly well. And ultimately, half our MPs either lost their enthusiasm in that election or obviously nobbled by the Liberal Probably nobbled by the probably nobbled mm. by the Liberal Dem- Democrats. And that was the sad story of heading towards that European election. Well, there's a fourth Chris Leslie... Uh, four, uh, yeah, a fourth consecutive Chris <laughs> Leslie. A yeah, fourth yeah. Chris Leslie has hit the towers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing double. Four Chris Leslie's. The result actually wasn't a complete failure. Well, it was pretty no, complete. It was pretty please, complete. Please read the whole thing there. We, the result actually wasn't a complete failure. We got less than 4% of the vote, or around that amount. <laughs> <laughs> so that's him rounding up. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. 3.6% being rounded up. So basically, Leslie looks back on what went wrong, and he says, We should have stood a leader who understood the importance of lowering expectations and selling votes. I mean, telling someone to vote for another party is quite good expectation lowering, I have to say. Yeah, you've got to be be fair. That is a masterful play. We should have appointed a classic centrist leader who promises people absolutely fucking nothing and selling those wider values about the centre ground and changing politics and other vapid bollocks rather than becoming a pure anti-Brexit anti-Brexit party at the risk of being gazumped by the lib... He's, like, said nobbled and yeah. gazumped in, like, the last two paragraphs. Did Soob's ghost write this? No, it's just because he's spent so long over his long career briefing journalists that he's picked up all the journalist language back at them. The words only appear in, like... <laughs> like, he definitely calls boobs norks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the norks. Yeah, and you have a hard left with the norks. <laughs> <laughs> this this is quite a revealing bit, actually. We raised a lot of money and did a massive amount of work on that. I think we raised up to a million pounds, a lot of which was... Yeah, we talked to loads of rich A lot of which was spent on social media. Well, that went well. Yeah, that went really well. I mean, anecdotally, in fucking Glasgow, they had a guy driving around in a little Change UK car with a muffled loudspeaker on the top of it. And they were driving around, it, it, they were driving around like the call centre district of town, where like everyone there's working a soul make... destroying low paid office job. <laughs> apart from like a few managers or like the one posh call centre where they're you know, earning a, an okay wage. And it's like none, none of them are people you're even trying to appeal to. <laughs> but they had Gapes driving around Ilford South in a specially expanded Gapes mobile and it was very impressive. <laughs> yes. That is true. That is why their strongest area was Ilford. Yeah. 
<laughs> I bet it was. It probably I bet was. That is where they we got hired the some role. amazing staff, and they did their best. Does that include Richard Miller? Does that include the guy who was like? Um... <laughs> Does that include the guy who was the controls on immigration mug guy who worked for Chucker Munner and followed him? Oh, that guy, fucking that, yeah, oh, the that smuggest, guy, yeah. the smuggest. Yeah. He threatens to sue people for calling him the racist mug with the racist mug, but he never will. That's yeah. what he is. And, um, It'll haunt and him also the rest you of his days. Yeah, yeah, because that, that would be expensive, and he spent damages. all his money on fucking racist mugs. <laughs> he's, he's, I, I bet he's like, oh, I only bought that one to, to wind up the left, and, and shows the bought for the Labour right and so on, but I bet in his house there's just vile racist characters caricature Toby jokes all over the shop. Oh, He's got like a room full of racist mugs. I was um, I was just thinking, because you mentioned Richard Miller, I just remembered the Richard Miller incident from the general election. <laughs> so good. So uncensored. So and there have been reports of dirty tricks. So I, I've, I've got that because I, I finally found the actual uncropped photo and bookmarked the tweet I did about it so I will always have it on hand when needed. Yeah. The Lib Dems pulled a number of dirty tricks against us. He doesn't say dirty, but a number of tricks, a number of devious Lib Dem tricks. They include, <laughs> these included a press release claiming that former Tory MEP Julie Girdling had left us to join them. Oh, that, I'm sure the, the Julie Girling oh, endorsement. The, the Lib Dems have stolen the Julie Girling personal vote. <laughs> Bastards! <laughs> All 14 of them. Yeah. They also got the head of our selected list of candidates in Scotland to participate in a conference call on a Sunday night, and then on Monday morning announced that she was voting for the Lib Dems. Point of order, that was actually the original second candidate on the list of the Scottish candidates, because remember, I got the first one punted for liking Gary Glitter too much and thinking he was innocent. <laughs> yeah, but you know what it is. These these fuckers, Joel Golby, Mike Gapes, they just never fucking give us credit for any of the shit we've done in print. It's outrageous. <laughs> Even when he does talk about us, he's like, oh, they're, they're from Hull or Swansea or whatever. <laughs> some fucking place. <laughs> Our analysis, and this was ironically written in an, in, on an internal paper by Chucker in February which was later leaked to the media, was that the Lib Dems were a significant part of the problem of British politics being broken. Yeah. It's not wrong. just the two bigger parties. It was also the Liberal Democrats who were part of that tribal culture that needed to end. Naming issues. Mike Gapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike Gapes has severe naming issues. Like, you've got to be really careful Googling him for starters. I'm going to screenshot that for later use. Um... That is good stuff, isn't it? Uh, there was an immediate issue to resolve issue. There was an immediate issue to resolve issue about our name. <laughs> I love the copy editing of this book. There was an the, edit- the editor issue got to into Susan's stash. Issue about our name. <laughs> Gape says, we couldn't register as independents according to the Electoral Commission, nor as the independent group. We had to be Change UK, the independent group. We faced threats of legal action from an American petitions website. Who he refuses to name, despite contextually it being really obvious that it's change.org. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I honestly reckon he might have been legally prohibited from naming <laughs> them as part of some kind of he's settlement ne- for them being allowed to use he's the never name allowed for to like use a the month. change again. Because he says here that they did reach some kind of settlement with, with, with change.org where they had to change their name after the election. <laughs> <laughs> so they just they got one of their big rich donors to like fucking pay off change.org, I guess. <laughs> We were. This is great. We tried to use a hashtag in our logo, in our brand. Like why? Like Twitter's the one place that if you're Change UK, you don't want prospective supporters and people interested in finding out more to go. Because it was just full of ten thousand little shits like us dunking on every single (laughs) thing they did. Whereas every other section of the media was like, oh yeah, Change UK, great. Centrist crowd. Hashtag you say? That's tech. That's exciting. That's young people. That's crowdsourcing. Uh, we had tried to we had tried to use a hashtag in our logo in our brand but our logo was rejected by the electoral commission so then we had to in just a couple of days i've never read a sentence with as many colors as this <laughs> but it's, it's very gay days. this bit might have been from an audio recording because yeah. it's got that scansion isn't it yeah, him having to take an enormous breath yeah. every two words. <laughs> turning turning <laughs> so, more so and more then, cubes as he speaks. We then had to, in just a couple of days, <laughs> produce an alternative logo, <clears throat> which wasn't perfect, but we didn't have time to test it. <laughs> He's, and then starts crying at this point. We were then ridiculed by the media for that logo. Everything was... So pressured. Oh, poor Mike. <laughs> and yeah, to be fair, you weren't just ridiculed by the media for that logo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure literally everyone was ridiculing you for that. The media called us gay. They said my name was a complete sentence. <laughs> they pulled down my underpants in public. Grapes might be my favourite. <laughs> Leslie talks a bit more about the change.org thing, and I reckon you're right because he also refers to it as an American petitions website. Yeah, they were sending yeah. us this legal is the letters. only copy editing. They were sending us legal letters way. saying that unless we altered our party name, we would be sued because they claimed that by using the word change, we were passing ourselves off as them. <laughs> a couple of our group were frightened at the prospect of legal action. And so the, I mean, I would be. And so the majority view was that we had to settle with them. You can imagine the, the discussion the, we had about this. The problem, they are such fucking cowards. The problem was that we got into this culture that every decision had to be unanimous across the 11 MPs. And if one person said, I'm vetoing the leader, or I'm vetoing these photographs in the leaflet, what photographs? Please elaborate. Uh, I wonder what kind con- yeah, of picture of Mike Gapes on every page. It became very fractious like that. When you're being threatened with being sued, of course. All it takes is one or two of you to say, actually, no, I really think we have to take this seriously. My wife doesn't want me to go into a court case with our house potentially on the line. Uh, 
Is he like alluding to someone's marital strife there? <laughs> yeah, Gavin Shooker was just like, oh, sorry, I'd love to participate. <laughs> Gavin Shooker just kept talking about his quote unquote bitch wife for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us had to go along with acquiescing and an amicable legal agreement was reached. <laughs> <laughs> Does love it sound that. that amicable to me? Chucker led on this much. Chucker because he knows how to speak to like corporate bastards. That's his his people. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I knew them from that forum. We used to talk about the London nightlife back in the day, and the scum infiltrating it. So they were forced to say, look, you know, we'll go through the European elections as Change UK, but thereafter we will alter our name to something that was more suitable to them. I swear the perspective changed like three times in that, that mm. sentence. So they staved off the prospect of legal action against them for a few weeks until June. <laughs> Another great triumph. So Leslie says he thought independent group for change was ridiculous and embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous, comma, and embarrassing. Uh what weren't they called that for a time? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. This book is called "Change the Independent Group," and the ridiculous and embarrassing name would have been "Independent Group for Change." <laughs> so I'm glad they've got the words in the right order in time for the publication of this book. <laughs> We got to the other side of the European elections, things were even worse. We could see half our MPs were going to leave and probably join the Lib Dems. And then we had this other problem that in a matter of matter of weeks, we were legally required to change our name. This was, if you remember, partly the responsibility of those ridiculously rigid rules that the Electoral Commission set down. You know, you can't put a hashtag in your name and all that shit. <laughs> We wanted a hashtag in our name, our brand. We were getting close to checkmate and almost out of sheer determination and pride as much as anything else. Those of us who'd been in politics slightly longer, myself for 30 years, and Coffee and Mike, obviously, for 40 years, Anna Subri and Joan Ryan, we were (laughs) battle-hardened. Yeah, of course, Mike Gapes, obviously. Yeah, 40 years, a titan. They had, yeah, they had that rhino hide that uh, whoever it was we were slagging off in the last episode said Angela (coughs) Eagle had. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, the battle-hardened older generation who wrote this book said, look, Come on, stick together, Chucker and Luciana, etc. Don't just disappear first hurdle. There are bigger, deeper things going on in politics, even beyond Brexit, if you can believe such a thing. (laughs) It's not just about that. And the others, who are slightly newer to politics, thought, I think, it was all about Brexit. They decided to put their eggs in the Lib Dem basket, and as it turned out, that also proved to be a loser for them, because when it came to the general election in December 2019, indeed it wasn't all about Brexit, it was also about the state of Corbyn, and the alternative, uh, and why, I've forgotten his name now, the alternative to Corbyn. Who was the alternative? Yeah. I don't know, it was just Cor- I think just Corbyn, we, who, it doesn't matter who the alternative was. It was just was. Corbyn versus not Corbyn. Stop on Corbyn, paper. yeah. A lot of the electorate thought they couldn't risk voting Lib Dem if it meant Corbyn would come into office, and hence they moved and chose to vote Conservative rather than Liberal Democrat. Yeah, None of not, them were re-elected. Not surprising at all, to be <laughs> honest. None of the combination of those things was surprising. So Gapes says, 
but we'd suppressed our vote by our own mistakes. Ideally, in retrospect, if we were to fight those elections in May 2019, I think we should have set up the party with infrastructure by September or October 28. It's not when you read the bits that are fairly reasonable from Gapes in the voice. It's not. It doesn't. It's not the same. That nah, doesn't land. Doesn't the it? mad shit. Yeah. Blah blah blah. That's just Gapes actually having some fairly clear-headed <laughs> <laughs> thoughts on why the party failed. Brief Mike Gapes lucidity. There. Yeah. The milk fugue lift. <laughs> momentarily uh, I recall my daughter had a book by Lemony Snicket a series of unfortunate events <laughs> Change UK was a bit like that but personally I would still do it again when I left the Labour Party people said I looked 10 years younger <laughs> oh, hard to look 10 years older no. His, you know they said I looked Less bald. I mean, this this was in 2021, so what he probably he's probably sort of being a bit cynical, but sort of telling the truth in that when he posted the photos of his lockdown beard, people were like, oh yeah, that suits you. <laughs> he's probably taken yeah, that. The beard, yeah, you yeah, look ten years younger, Mike. You look amazing. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I have got a note in this section where I've just highlighted a bit of Mike Gates thinking. I was like. It's weird how Mike Gapes is the best thinker <coughs> among the lot. And yeah. it's like, mm. he really actually is. It's really worth It's faint praise, <laughs> but the rest of them are just such a complete void. Gapes has, albeit broken principles, they are principles and he can sort of articulate them. Yeah. It also does also... explain why Mike Gapes did the best yeah. out of all of the Change UK candidates. Yeah. yeah, and also milk is slightly less mentally damaging than alcohol. Yeah, only slightly. Debatable. Yeah, compared to soup. Yeah, not if you drink as much as he does, really. But... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob better in moderation. When I, when I left the, <laughs> when I left the Labour Party, my numerous sexual partners said that I was more virile and my penis more effective. I mean, can confirm that <coughs> leaving the Labour Party does make you more virile. That is true. Gape said that he likes that the constant agonising every day was over of being in Labour. Then he said, he's like, he spoke at meetings in Bristol, Canterbury, Birmingham, London, Nottingham, Manchester, and Liverpool. Going to Canada. You could have like, gone to see Gapesy in person, Sinner. I know. Yeah. I have actually, I've actually kind of gutted I didn't know about the Nottingham thing, because I would have gone. The, yeah, the, London, the London hustings actually... that the video went up for was spectacular before the 2019 oh, election. So, good. so I reckon it would have been really, and, really easy to goad. Loads and loads of like the, 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 uh, the Ilford uh, Islamist community. Local Ilford <laughs> Islamists. As yeah. Gapes describes them in his book, like, bruv, why did you vote for the Iraq War? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like, that, yeah, I watched the Hustings because they did put up a video of it, mm. and it was incredible how much of it was just Mike Gates getting booed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was people who turn up to boo him, but he was just so ungracious and so like, <laughs> fuck you if you don't agree with the Iraq War and if you don't like, basically <laughs> hate the Muslim world. Uh, yeah, was, like, even the Tory candidate got some polite mm. applause. Mike Gapes didn't get any. He was, he was the one person on the panel that didn't seem like he particularly wanted to win an election. Like, he thought it was like a university debate. But of course, it was all the Gapes factor. The Gapes personal vote mm. that increased his majority in 2017. 
He's got that aura uh, about him like Obama. <laughs> yeah. He went to Canterbury like, We must get the Trotskyist Duffield out at once! Birmingham, Notts... Uh, yeah, Chris Leslie actually visited Nottingham for the first time in the course of this campaign, I understand. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was uh, Yeah, very much the situation, yeah. Liverpool as well. Maybe Luciana Berger visited Liverpool for the <laughs> first time. <laughs> we were operating on a shoestring budget with only a limited support, but I enjoyed the campaign but it was to all end in tears <laughs> in the last few days Heidi Allen as our leader had made a number of media appearances in which she made a number of statements on television and the radio despite being told not to do so calling for people to vote tactically for the Green Party or the Liberal Democrats in regions where they were better placed than we were. Several of us were furious at this. I thought it was treacherous stupidity. (laughs) You're reaching curious orange levels of performance here, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I it's... can't see myself, but I must be going so literally as red as Gates is all the time. <laughs> you are suffering for your art, and I appreciate it. Because you can feel the anger bubbling up and down throughout that paragraph. <laughs> uh, just climaxing in yeah. treacherous stupidity! <laughs> And there was a big space from the centre-left and centre-right, and we had to build a new force in British politics. Heidi was already flirting with Joe Swinson about future cooperation with the Lib Dems. I came back from our final rally in Manchester two days before polling day on a late, delayed train to London. I was sitting with Chooker. He was really down. He said to me, We can't do this. And I then knew the way that he was thinking and how things might go. He's basically calling him under a melt there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I realised he was a pathetic The thing thing with Gapes is he's very much, not in literal policies, but in political attitudes, perhaps the most Stalinist man in Britain. (laughs) Well, you know, he was a Stalinist in his youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a member of the Stalinist group. The attitudes attitudes have stayed there, I think. He's very much a sort of, I will not bend! And, uh, you know, anyone who does is weak and... Very against internal democracy, not just in Labour, but as we've heard here in this fucking fucking nine-member group, you know, with no. Yeah. It's actually very funny because I reckon Mike Gates and my dad would have got along, but for the politics, because my dad is an actual Stalinist. Does he like milk? He very much is not. Does he like milk? My dad, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's the main yeah, thing. That's it, yeah. That's the main bonding point, isn't it? I bet Corbyn doesn't even drink milk from a cow. That was the main thing that Gapes objected to. Yeah, you saw Corbyn drinking almond milk. Is your, dad, is, is, is your dad a football fan? Yeah. Who does he support? Is it Reading or something? No, well, it doesn't really... Oh, I suppose English team would be Reading. Okay. But it's Galatasaray in Turkey. Okay, yeah. Well, no, I that, don't know, that... maybe Gapes... <laughs> what are Gapes' links to Turkish politics? Well, I, I don't know. I mean... Well, he probably supports the AKP somehow. <laughs> Yeah, um, it wouldn't be so, He's G- a grey wolf. G- Gapes trying to arrange knowledge exchange between Galatasaray casuals and West Ham would be quite entertaining, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> like to be there Yeah, myself, West, West, Ham, West Ham would lose, both on, on and off the pitch <laughs> in that confrontation. So come on, let's power on see if we can yeah. see him to the end. Chapter 8, <laughs> post-election, post-mortem and splits. We were just a group of five of us in the end. 
basically standing on the matter of principle. <laughs> That's a little epigram there. Is it epigram or epigraph? Did we establish that? Epigraph. It's whatever. It, I don't think it's that important it's, at this point. The gives recording. A I think fuck. it's epigraph. Yeah. Yeah. It's nerds also it's also twenty past twelve. So like, <laughs> after the divisions in the campaign, Gape says. After the divisions in the campaign, anyway, well, I can't be bothered to do all this in the <laughs> no. game. So they have like a crunch meeting. Basically, yeah. they meet in Sarah Wollaston, one of the Tories who joined them's office. They got Chris Leslie's wife Nicola there, as well as some guy called Harry Burns, and they thank their team for their hard work. Gapes is like, I thank our team for their hard work but was very critical of the way that Heidi had gone off message in the last few days. He decided he was going to break her as a man. <laughs> he just turned that <laughs> trademark gate smoke and they're just standing up like, I believe that Miss Heidi Alexander has been dissembling and lying on behalf of Putin's Russian <laughs> <laughs> Just delivered his Seamus Mill speech word for word but like, yeah. Heidi Allen on it. It was clear that we were fun fundamentally divided about the future six heidi he names names this is brilliant finally (laughs) six heidi chucker gavin angela luciana and sarah thought it was too difficult and wished to close the party down (coughs) and go back to being independents and five of us anna joan chris Anne, and myself said no we want to carry on after a frank exchange, we agreed to mm. reconvene the following Tuesday, where we amicably, relatively, agreed <laughs> that five of us would carry on and the others would leave. <laughs> and maybe, like, the inamicable bit was that they all finally were just like, right, I'm going to tell Chucker what I really think of him. I love the yeah. fact you started out like, I can't be asked to do the voice anymore. And then the more it went on, the more you got into character. It's like, I, you, I had you can't to. help it at this point. You, yeah, because it's the just char- like, as with... The character has taken you over. As with so many Gapes speeches or pieces of writing, it just escalates in intensity as it goes on. <laughs> <laughs> what we got next? Uh, we got my well, again. Some staff he hired. Yes, he hired some staff. <laughs> One of them was called Jack. Oh yeah, that have, that was me. That was my, my un- deep undercover thing. No, no, we interviewed Jack. You can hear him on Real Politic. <laughs> <laughs> when I left the Labour Party, I had to leave my Ilford Labour Party-owned office and find new rented premises <laughs> I'm, with I'm sorry, merely. The opulent MP's manner for comfort. <laughs> I've just remembered the Sam's Harry chucking out Mike Gapes stuff from the office. <laughs> yeah, he like, threw it into a skip, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> on, on, on video, on the what's his name, Michael Crick video, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Put it in a skip. <laughs> he lost his two constituency staff, Sam and Rob who were both politically and sexually active young men who made the decision to stay with the Labour Party. I like politically active young men. Maybe He implies that they basically stayed with Labour because they thought it was a better mm. meal ticket. My two House mm. of Commons staff, Daksha and Fiona, were older and not politically active. <laughs> like, you have to not be politically active to work for Mike Gates and be like, yeah, this guy doesn't make sense. <laughs> they couldn't leave the personal like Gapes appeal, you know. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what they say with Mike Gapes. You can you can uh, oh. check out, but you can never. Uh, <laughs> leave. Uh, they they. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> 
they have both they have both worked they both decided to stay with me i recruited two young constituents jack and grace to work in my new ilford office they were both outstanding i wonder if grace was alistair campbell's daughter chris leslie was like we knew in the summer of 2019 but it was pretty hopeless for us we were just a group of five of us in the end basically standing on the matter of principle really Four of us had left the Labour Party. Oh, this is so good, this bit, because we didn't agree with its values. Personally, I didn't think that I could suddenly become a Liberal Democrat because I wasn't a Liberal Democrat, you know? I had different views to them on crime, on law and order, their drugs policy, international issues. And so basically he's just like, well, I was to the right of them on all social issues. They had a different political philosophy, and I didn't believe that I could just put all those views to one side. We survived with our integrity, but obviously not with many votes because we weren't big enough. Because we weren't big enough. <laughs> we well, weren't... That's why, again, Mike Gapes did the best because he was the largest yeah. candidate. Yeah. To be fair, he does immediately explain what he means there. He says, we weren't big enough to be known about. Three of us stood in the 2019 in the election. Me and Anna and Mike. Joan and Anne had decided to retire, and we fought to. Re- it's so funny when someone refers to Mike Gates by like on first name terms, like they actually. Mm. He's like he's a real person, but they actually know. That's okay. Anna Subri, uh, what she say here? I'm drunk. Well, I was an MP. I saw- while I was an MP, I saw things and thought, God, if that was my constituent, that wouldn't be bloody happening. I'd have sorted that one out. <laughs> of course, there's nothing you can do with someone half a mile outside your constituency. You just have to sit and watch them suffer. That's the rules. Yeah, they yeah. They, they, they don't have the Tory benefits system yeah. that Anna Subri helped implement in the government. Yeah, you, uh, you don't have a, <laughs> any role in government policy or anything. Because her constituents are, Anna, I'm struggling with my benefits. And she said, don't worry about it. All sorted. All bloody sorted. Uh, so she said, I wouldn't grandstand and say, she says, well, fucking grandstanding. And yeah, say, I know, right. The system is useless. Let's campaign against it. My approach would be to get on the phone. Right, I need food. I need medicine. <laughs> I bet you I do. I bet you're banned <laughs> from every local pharmacy. <laughs> is she going to a fucking war? Yeah, I, I, need, I need medicine. The signs, the signs at every supermarket do not sell this woman mouthwash. Me on the phone to my weed guy when I don't have any money. Please, I need medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I I need this, I need that, and the other. I'm going to put some money in. Will you get to you know? Which we we can all do oh, it yeah, because yeah. charity it sorts out all social issues. You just got you just got to have a bit of money yourself. Will you get somebody else to help? Could you not give? Could you just give this? You know, you just do it. And those things, and and these are things you don't. You, you never really hear about, but you do stuff like that all the time, and then you'd be fighting the battle to get them their benefit or whatever the problem <laughs> was sorted like she out. She sounds like she really cares deeply, yeah. But you do real, real groundwork as well, and that was hugely rewarding because you do have power as the MP to do that. She's so drunk! Thanks, Mike. <laughs> this is gibberish! <laughs> it doesn't get better. Theresa May goes and is replaced by Boris Johnson. What does Gates say here? However, the stupid and the gullible and the ambitious combined together as Corbyn and Swinson and Sturgeon created the majority Johnson needed to overturn the fixed-term Parliament Act. Oh, so he's bitching here about the fact that Labour agreed to have a general election, Mm. which meant that he had to give up his seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, to be fair, he's wrong about what happened here. 
Because it was Swinson and Sturgeon who would have given them the majority and Labour... And at that point, Labour had to vote for it. Otherwise, they would have looked like they were scared of an election. Yeah, exactly. And would have lost worse. So, if anyone is specifically to blame, I would say Joe Swinson in particular, because she basically got duped by herself. Yeah. Um, which is incredible. Yeah, she's... Uh, what, what an idiot. So, yeah, they're running for the election now. Uh, who's this? Is this Gapes or Leslie? This is uh, this Gapes. Is Gapes. I always knew I was on a kamikaze mission. <laughs> Imagine Gapes, like he's like flying a plane and it's like he's crashing it into a building and <laughs> and people, oh my god, it's a kamikaze fighter. And, in, and in, in the plane, Gapes is just like, shit, shit, how do I fly this plane? <laughs> Mike Gapes replacing Muhammad Atta. <laughs> Another Gapes has hit the towers. <laughs> yeah. I always knew I was on a camera. We, we had no data or canvas records. They were all held by the Labour Party. I had no party machine, but we fought a vigorous campaign, ably coordinated by a great young agent, Jack Bolden. Bold. Start- Bald, yeah, as bald, and started work in June as one of my two new constituency caseworkers. Imagine, like, going to, like, Gapes after he'd lost his constituency office and quit Labour to just fuck Corbyn over and stuff. Going to him to, like, sort out an actual constituency problem and he just has no resources and can't do anything. He's just got a big chart on the wall of the master plan to defeat Corbyn's candidate. And, like, there's no other paper or computers or anything anywhere to be seen. I'll put you in touch with my friend Anna. She loves helping ordinary constituents. Here, here, are, here are my helpful staffers and this like three kids practicing boxing. You know they got a punch <laughs> back. Like... Fucking Corbyn's candidate. Come on. <laughs> the, the the actual literal gape goons. Gates was assisted with delivery by several local volunteers and deliveries, delivering the postal boats straight to his office. No, he's taken several... up the Ron Paul strategy in America where he just brags about how many babies he's delivered. <laughs> <laughs> An actual and thing. Behind, and behind the scenes by a few prominent Labour members who were angry at the way their candidate selection had been stitched up by the party head office for Momentum Corbynite Stitch-Up Sam Terry <laughs> after the local favourite council leader Jazz Atwell was suspended the night before the selection meeting. What was he suspended for, Mike? Yeah, go on, tell us that. And also, can I just say Stitch-Up Sam is like a Trump tier nickname? Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Like, that's actually pretty yeah. good. Like... Yeah, got him. Uh, I also had help from independent group and Remain activists from elsewhere. Yeah, you, that, that fucking guy off Twitter who threatens to hand leftists their teeth in a bucket. You had him out <laughs> door knocking for you. We rented a large room upstairs at Ilford Catholic Club on the high road. We gave Corbyn's candidate a good fight. My slogan was real Labour values and an independent mind. Corbyn Labour were furious. They even threatened legal action against us because we were using new Labour, red and yellow, as the (laughs) colours of our leaflets. I pointed out that the Corbyn Labour colour was dull red, not bright red and yellow. (laughs) 
so good. I love the fact that the biggest actual beef he got into with the Labour Party was just about the colour choice and how blatantly he was trying to rip off their house style. <laughs> Over a six-week campaign, I walked hundreds of thousands of steps. <laughs> and had hundreds of warm positive thousands, conversations thousands thousands of warm positive conversations with people who then went on to vote for Sam Tarry <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, loads, so of them, loads of them don't normally vote but they met this mad guy on the street and it was like <laughs> we must destroy this bastard <laughs> thousands of warm positive conversations on doorsteps on the street outside schools and stations in the Burger Burger King in the local food court as we know (laughs) just imagining Mike Gapes in an awkward Keir Starmer style picture at the school hello little (laughs) child will you be voting Gapes (laughs) (laughs) cut to him in jail with a big grin on his face (laughs) (laughs) there's already a photo for it (laughs) <laughs> so that's the always sunny um, <laughs> child pageant yeah. moment is with Mike Gates it turns out many people many people came up to me to thank me for help I had given to them personally over the years despite the cold and dark I enjoyed the campaign He's. If, I feel like he's sort of channeling darkness and cold which is one of the songs on the last David Berman album which is basically a suicide note <laughs> that is very much very much the overall tone of the Gates 2019 campaign darkness and cold Darkness and cold rolled in through the holes in the stories I told. Conditions I'm wishing were taking control. Darkness and cold. Darkness and cold. At times I felt a bit like an aging rock star on his final valedictory tour. I love that. <laughs> I love that image so much. We know that Just... we know that aging rock stars. <laughs> never actually retire after their farewell tour. So yeah, this is Gabe saying, I'll be back! We need someone to take the Elton we... John Glastonbury performance and redub the whole thing in a Gabe's voice. I'm still standing! <laughs> I think, I think, <laughs> like... England's Rose. <laughs> we, we might need... There's someone... <laughs> <laughs> we, we might need someone to make a sort of 70s band style shirt but with Mike Gapes as the front man yeah like last tour ever Ilford oh, so, you know. do a sick. fucking Crosby Stills and Nash sort of thing but with Gapes Leslie <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, we'd have to cut one and of, I guess some other and, people and coffee yeah. she kind of takes a backseat role in this you just book, go to like, the funniest I, ones you don't have to define it by the ones in the book you could put Sugar yeah. or a runner in there. <laughs> no, I don't think Anne Coffey has said anything in the entire bit of the book yeah. we've read today. <laughs> well, she was too, busy, too busy, editing busy editing the rest of them. Yeah. With great success, yeah, exactly. has to be said. Yeah, never heard from Peter <laughs> McNabb again after this book, I've got to say. Or before uh, this that book. said, I've never heard from Anne Coffey after this book either. <laughs> <laughs> So Gapes gloating here about how badly Labour did in the elections. But the Tories had a good candidate, and the Tory vote was not squeezed at all in Ilford South, he means, not Boris Johnson. It was a very firm Brexit vote. 
Although Corbyn's candidate had won in Ilford South and Wes Streeting was re-elected in Ilford North, <coughs> oh. Labour overall had it worth well, The only two seats well, that actually matter to Mike Gapes, I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, Mike is a true local yeah. guy. A local man I... with a national and international voice. <laughs> I'm just going to take a piss quick. He has two places so in the world pleased. he cares about, Ilford, Russia. That's it. <laughs> yeah, good and bad. Yeah, the, the Cold uh, War that he fought in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, where do the local Ilford Islamists factor into this? <laughs> <laughs> A remake of the Americans, but it's the Ilfordians. <laughs> <laughs> the Ilfordians. Gates believes Islamic fundamentalism was invented by Russia. They, uh, <laughs> he's like, they invaded Afghanistan in a display of support. <laughs> he does get a dig in at Joe Swinson. He's so angry. Like, he gets more embittered as of what goes on. It's brilliant. It's funnier now, I think, than two years on. Because yeah. like, we're a bit removed from a constant source of New Gapes political commentary. We forget just what a funny, angry, bitter man he is. He is incredible. Would, would definitely, if he does run again as an independent, well, he's, he's for Labour now, if he runs again anywhere in any capacity, us and FFF, we're going to go down there in a cheap hotel and go campaigning for him, but in a really counterproductive way. Yes. Like, not, not, <laughs> just... not necessarily like actually door-knocking with him. We, we're going to get Batman henchman suits with like a big G on them, or we're going to be the fucking Gape goons. <laughs> Oh, I would love to see that. We've got to try something ridiculous like that because it's the only way we can possibly match what we did at the last election. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I don't think it will ever... I don't think he will will stand by, but yeah, that was just the perfect... Like, it was a funny plan to attempt, but... We didn't think it would come off to that extent. Or the sting operation. Genuinely. Yeah, we were talking about the potential next one, if he runs again (laughs) in Ilford or anywhere nearby, where we just go down and and be the Gapes goons. Because guys like Gapes never really retire. No, but... I could see a political comeback for him. They're not going to put him forward to stand. They're just not. He's unfashionable. They'd rather Jazz Atwell run in his old seat. Obviously, straight in staying where he is in the neighbouring one. If if, if one comes up nearby, they'll look for a young briefcase type. Get Gapes on the council. Just like have him as a despotic fucking council leader. That would be brilliant. Yeah. That would be proving. Well, it wouldn't be brilliant. It would destroy the local community, but (laughs) (laughs) apart from that, it would be brilliant. (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. He's managed to accomplish. He'd have so many corrupt landlords that would just be like, yes, let's bring some keys to jangle in front of him when we got this. Okay, what have we got next in in this fucking book then? We are so close. (laughs) We are so fucking close. Mike Gabe was talking about the vote share. Labour was absolutely smashed! Because of the, like Anna Subri for the duration of this book, because of the <laughs> stupidity and the toxicity of Jeremy Corbyn. It's just like he's just so personally bitter to Corbyn. It's this stupid. Uh, there's some fucking funny soup stuff in a second. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Corbyn, Corbyn. Some very good younger MPs lost their seats. Which most MPs compared to Gates, to be fair. And some who survived, yeah. including my neighbour, Wes Streeting, are now on Keir Starmer's front bench. Yep. Keir Starmer's like number two guy yeah. at the moment. You know. Number three, yeah, no, probably what? after Reeves. But yeah, no, num- yeah. yeah. Rachel Reeves and Mandelson. Wait, you have number three okay, guy. Fine, number four. After who? 
Oh, what, Gapes? Is Gapes number one? <laughs> well, yeah. Gapes is removed from the discussion because he's so obviously above everyone. Yeah, where yeah, the Gapes fuck was he like, on the New yeah. Statesman left power list? <laughs> Sorry, sit down. Maybe he blocked them. So there's some boring shite. Here's what Soobs is saying. Glug, glug, glug. No, she's, was... she's maybe sobered up a bit there. It only was mental at the end of this one. So she's talking about the MPs who pussied out and joined the Lib Dems being young, basically. And she's like... Uh, it, it, it is the kids who are wrong. She's like, compare some of their experience, or rather, lack of it, <laughs> bitchy, <laughs> to say Joan Ryan or Mike Gapes or <coughs> Anne Coffey or Chris Leslie. We are also much the same age, except Chris, who's younger. Chris was elected at 24, and at the time, the baby of the house. Exactly, just like Nadia Whitten in every way. <laughs> I'd also been around and had a job as a criminal barrister. I had a very different life to the others. I gave that up in order to become a member of parliament. I wanted to make a change and I wanted to make a difference. I would often, I would often, I often would say, obviously to a very discreet number of old friends, bloody hell, you know, I gave that up for this. This turned into being called a fucking Nazi and chased down the street and all the rest of it. All the rest of it, yeah. Uh, reminder: This is this book is like a self-exculpatory uh, oral history of a political grouping effectively set up to call Jeremy Corbyn a fucking Nazi. <laughs> Zero sympathy, Soob. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Obviously, I got sympathy for your crippling alcoholism, which is not a moral deficiency. It's every fucking other thing about you is. Uh, oh no, this is a great little succinct paragraph from Gapes. All three of our independent group for change MPs. Chris, Anna, and myself were defeated. Dissolving the party. After the election... Sorry, does someone want to say something? No. No. <laughs> I heard a breath. After the election, we then had our discussions and we decided collectively that the party, the independent group for change, could not be sustained. We couldn't go on with no elected representatives. Blah, blah, blah. We, if we'd won MEPs, things would have been different. If we had not had a general election in December, things might have been different. If I wasn't such a laughable cunt with a stupid name, things would have been different. And if more <laughs> Labour MPs had joined... Yeah, basically, just if different things had happened, things wouldn't have gone so badly for us. Okay, next, and I presume final chapter, is... Oh, uh, I fucking hope so. It's got Chris Leslie saying the line. Yes! <laughs> I'm afraid... It's a story of sacrifice in many ways. Although I haven't personally been hurt in that sense. It's just a career in Parliament that's gone as a result. And of course I am now the head of the fucking Bailiff's Association. (laughs) (laughs) I exchanged that for protecting the country from a hard left... The hard left. ...ideology. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Take a drink. (laughs) What's that, Anna? You've already had one. Uh, And I think that was a price definitely well worth paying. I mean... I'm not saying it was a single-handed thing by any means, and I'm glad there was a group of many of us who believed it was worth doing. I had hoped in those first three years or so after Corbyn became leader that we could deal with the situation through Plan A, bringing the membership to its senses. Unfortunately, Plan A was Owen Smith. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Plan A is Owen Smith, it's not going to end well. Yeah. This bit's very funny in the context of both what Chris Leslie's just said and what he then did for work. What he then did for work. Yeah, so Chris Leslie's just like, so obviously I I was absolutely fine after leaving. Yeah, no sacrifice for me. Yeah, Yeah, I slotted seamlessly into a new job. And a Subrimo, however, has a different perspective on it. 
I don't have any difficulty with this because I don't have a mortgage to pay, but, you know, Chris Leslie, he bloody does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chris Leslie, that poor bastard. Chris Leslie, the, yeah, that's who I feel sorry the for. The Sam's Culottes of the Labour Party. He's young, hugely talented. I mean, so talented. At the moment, he has little, <laughs> if any, prospect of being back in politics. Well, he can't be that Chris talented Leslie, then, just, can he? This magnificent figure. This just... <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> A great god. <laughs> At the moment, he has little of any prospect of being back in politics, and we need people like Chris Leslie in politics. Yeah, there's, there's no one like Chris Leslie in Parliament right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, there's not like not just 280 of them straight out of university or anything. Yeah, yeah. That man's courage and sacrifice is outstanding. <laughs> it's different for me and Mike and Anne. Chris was the shadow chancellor at one point. If he'd have kept his... Very briefly. Very briefly. Chris must bore everyone to death with this because everyone overplays it talking about him. So he only had the job for like a month. He must have just... Yeah, it wasn't under an actual leader. Yeah, he was an interim shadow chancellor. But he must have banged on about it. Like, yeah, I could have been a contender. (laughs) I could have been Gordon Brown. Do you know what he is? He's the person in the pub who says they could have been a professional footballer if it wasn't for the knee injury. He's the political equivalent of that. (laughs) And the knee injury was Jeremy Corbyn. I bet Burnham would have sacked him just for being an elitist southern cunt as well. I know Chris Leslie is actually from the north, but he definitely, he's spiritually southern. Yeah, morally. morally. (laughs) He's morally southern. He manages to have more... (laughs) He manages to have more southern vibes than me, a person from Reddit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're probably not more southern vibes than Jack, but you know, neck and neck. Yeah, well, Sinan, Sinan is the real spirit of Nottingham compared to Chris Leslie. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. For one, I actually live here. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Exactly. If you have a soul as well. That helps. Yeah, it does as well. So what, what's what's Soup say here? I could have stayed and fought, and that was part of the discussions that I had with Nikki Morgan, for example, whether to stay and fight. She just dobs in one of her ex-Tory colleagues here. Yeah. Like, actually, it wasn't just that. It was all about the... the conserv- It wasn't just about the Conservative Party. It was actually that all of British politics was broken, and we needed to do things differently. I look at other Conservative colleagues... There's, like, no mention of policy in this whole book. Yeah, well... How would you do things differently? Really? What does this all mean for me, personally? Gates, uh, supposing. <laughs> I did say in an interview at the time that what we did in February 2019 might just be a small footnote in history. It will certainly be used by some people to say, well, you can't possibly try and break the party mould and you can sound successful. No regrets is the name of the next chap- the next <laughs> subheading. Does someone else want to read this, Chris Leslie? I don't regret leaving the Labour Party. I think the main aim of shining a spotlight on the problem was worth doing. You were doing that anyway from day one to every <laughs> journalist in Britain. Yeah, yeah. It, it was worth having a shot at realigning British politics, but I think Brexit made that just too difficult to coordinate. Thankfully, mm. the Labour Party has moved on. Blah, 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 blah. I think it was necessary for Labour because it jolted them into getting rid of Corbyn and his gang. His gang. His we criminal def- gang. We definitely helped gang, to contribute gang. to that, and it was important that somebody did it. Again, yeah, you did it by briefing against him constantly for three years, not what you did in the couple of months after you left. This next sentence is fascinating. Have we not done what we've done in February 2019, formed this breakaway party? It's not entirely implausible to me that Corbyn couldn't have done again, perhaps with more success, what he did in the 2017 election. If if he did what he did in the 2017 election 
with more success. He says that implies at least a minority government. That implies being the largest party at the general election. He outright says we were not worried that he was unelectable. We were worried that he was going to win. Yeah. And Leslie actually says that multiple times throughout mm. this book. I, I recall yeah. from when we, we've read it before. He's yeah. very clear about the fact that to paraphrase this was an ideological to, wrecking project. To paraphrase Tony Blair, even if Chris Leslie thought an unreconstructed left-wing project was mm-hmm. the, the route to power, he would not take it. Yeah. Which is sort of how I am with Starmerism. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't give a fuck if he's 20 points ahead in the poll. Make it 30, bitch, and we'll talk. It was necessary for us to do what we did, and hopefully in the longer run, the Labour Party will become more professional, <laughs> debatable, progressive, <laughs> absolutely not, and centre-grounded, absolutely not. They are now further to the right than Corbyn's Labour was to the left in practice, in policy. Yeah. The jury's still out as to whether they're in a position to do it because they still have a constitution where the members run the party, which is a difficult place to be. Well, they've yeah, obviously subverted that by just ignoring the rules well, at every they stage. Saw, they sorted that one out. Yeah, very, well, anyway, very uh, Gatesian kind of, view. Very Gatesian view, yeah. That's Ilford justice. The frontiers oh, of Ga- uh, darkest Ga- Ilford. Gates says it much the same now as well. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to? I'm, I'm leaving the Gates. Uh, oh yeah, here. sorry, sorry. Yeah, do, let's hear your Gates voice, Geraint. Uh, By no. changing the <laughs> terms of the debate and pointing out the truth, we helped ensure that Corbyn did not win power. As I said at my election count after the result was announced, I could not stand as Labour again because Jeremy Corbyn is unfit to be Prime Minister. I am glad the British people agree with me. Having said that, I didn't want Johnson to be Prime Minister. <laughs> 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 Just like, by, oh yeah, like well, that's one or two sentences on that after like a whole book of like Corbin bastard <laughs> cunt. <laughs> it was a terrible dilemma for millions of voters, but not for but you. Primarily <laughs> for me, Michael Gapes. <laughs> Someone else do the next Leslie bit. I've just got like one little bit of this going to roll. Again, this is quite a funny headline and then caption of who's speaking in contrast. Yeah. Learning from history, Chris Leslie. <laughs> history screenshot that his- one. History <laughs> does, to a certain extent, repeat itself. Ooh, that's a good phrase. I wonder if anyone's ever said that before. Yeah, very strikingly original. The parallels mm. between what happened in the Labour Party in the 1980s with Michael Foote and Tony Benn came around full oh. circle with Corbyn and McDonald. What happened in the 1980s with Michael Foote? Why did they lose so badly in 1983? <laughs> yeah, what Was it because a bunch of absolute doing? wrecker cunts started a breakaway right-wing party and took votes yeah. off them? Obviously, anyway, you weren't they... successful. You didn't take any votes off them, but that was the intention. You were literally I... trying to wreck the party. Like Toynbee and Go did. I swear Gates praised Michael Foot earlier in this book as well and said that he was like a real Labour man, not a cunt like Corbyn. No, he was mainly banging on about Kinner. I don't know. He, oh, yeah, he, you like said Kinner, something in yeah. passing about Foot. Like, oh, yeah, principles well, he said, oh, he was wrong about everything. But he loved NATO, so he was fine. Yeah. Uh, I would argue far more damaging this more recent time around. The lesson for me is crystal clear progressive must never win! No. Progressive must never lose <laughs> sight of mainstream political opinion, and the hard left cannot. The hard left. Yay. The hard left cannot foist ideologically extreme positions on the country by hijacking what should normally be a mainstream party. This bit is so sick. Quite the, the next se- bit. The self-regarding <laughs> hard left. The hard left. And moralism of identity politics. Would be <laughs> yeah. oh. You get the woke Stasi there, Chris. Labour's gone woke. 
Blade hit has... the fucking politically correct Nazis. Blade has fallen. <laughs> <laughs> the self-regarding hard left. The hard left. And moralism of identity politics will be rejected by the public as it was so clearly in 2019. Uh... The moralism of identity politics. By the way, anyone who disagrees with me is anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if those who genuinely seek to govern for Labour as a mainstream party don't grasp this nettle and pull it out from its roots, uh, oh, like like a weed invading common polite society. Yeah, yes. no, one, no one's ever used these Ooh, analogies type. before. Yeah, exactly. An Chris. invader, if you like. <laughs> the right-wing conservative tradition will continually be able to point to real dangers of those views gaining a foothold in government. Basically, yeah, I agree with Boris Johnson on most stuff, but I don't like the brand name. <laughs> Yeah. This is literally like alt-right rhetoric, all yes. this stuff about yeah. like identity politics. The next bit, he uses the phrase neo-Marxism. Yes, some voters... This is the kind of way that a person who, well, is a Labour MP because it's Rosie Duffield, this is the kind of stuff that leads you down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's probably a similar journey to what she's been on or what fucking Blenkinsop's been on to turn him... Well, uh, Bl- no, Blenkinsop's, like Blenkinsop's probably gone. just been buying from his brother. His brain is completely dissolved. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. fucking like, high he, on gormlessness. Like, 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 at least, like, at least, like, Rosie Duffield can construct sentences that I can understand. I wish I couldn't, I might not but, like yeah. him. I wish I couldn't, but I can. Yeah. I don't think Blankenstock can. Like, so I think he's, his brain is soup. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh, Some voters, uh, perhaps unfamiliar with this political history, can be seduced by the populism of neo-Marxism. <laughs> yeah, the, the voters in Britain famously love neo-Marxist policy. Neo-Marxism. With its just, simplistic black and white analysis and anti-capitalist solutions. <laughs> anti-capitalist Marxism. You don't, can be quite I don't understand why you have to put neo in there. Yeah, well, that's right. the thing. This is what... That, that's why I said it's like alt-right rhetoric. Neoliberalism, what... not a real word. Only something that dodgy left-wing academics make up to seduce our children. Uh, whereas, the yeah, yeah, but putting neo on front of every other word is just fine. No, this is literally like, what the modern right say all the time. Yeah, they, yeah. They're like, supporting trans rights, that's it, neo-Marxism. It's like basically any measure that you could support, whether mm. you're a liberal or a fucking leftist or a moderate conservative to like slightly level the playing field, they're like, that's neo-Marxism. Did you know that had its roots in Marxism? And I'm like... I don't actually think Marx was the first person to think of the idea that maybe people should be more equal. Just yeah. as an abstract idea, any yeah. form of trying to make he people He developed more and popularised the sort of competing class actually, interest side of it, but it was, it was based on yeah, existing thought. It's actually thought. quite an established mm. philosophical thought. Yeah. By the time so I'm, I'm now going to read uh, the following sentence from Chris Leslie's little right-wing bit here, um, followed with a sentence from Wikipedia. It can be quite comforting to believe that all the world's problems lie at the door of evil, exploitative, profit-seeking. In July 2020, mm. Leslie was appointed chief executive of the Credit Services Association, the trade <laughs> association of the UK debt collection and purchase industry. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I think there might be an agenda at play here, you know. Chris Leslie's kicking down the door and taking your telly. Yeah, in, actually, in reality, evil exploitative profit-seeking is good, and you shouldn't be mean about it. Yeah, why would people vilify that? Unbelievable. In reality, <laughs> the world is far more complicated and messier than this, and history is littered with the failed <laughs> experiments of regimes corrupted by allocating resources and 
asset distribution through central state dicta. Yeah, but he's not like the problem with communism is that you become a dictator and kill everyone. He's like, no, it's literally just the economic policies. <laughs> Social way, democracy is say, a distinct we do... political philosophy from the Marxist traditions that infiltrated Labour in 2015. <laughs> Uh, you might want to look up social yeah, not, democratic not, not parties really. from 1900 onwards in Europe, anyway. But I was going to say history is littered with the failed experiments of regimes corrupted by allocating resources and assets distribution through central state diktat. You have described the United Kingdom. <laughs> that is what you have described. What, what you, you have described the actually existing United. What Kingdom. he's trying to do there is he's trying to say nationalisation without compensation without <laughs> saying the line that's yeah. what he means nationalisation without compensation that sort of hard left wing position he's so sure yeah. I've come to learn that we take many of these ideas for fucking oh yeah major parties are, bo- are both important, isn't it? highly prone to being infiltrated and hijacked infiltrated and hijacked mm. sounds mm. a bit anti-semitic to me mm. yeah it sounds like oh yeah he's an anti-semite I don't need any more evidence yeah Huvenda has another little petty shot at how party activists shouldn't be allowed to have any say in anything and then he's like in my case i knew that it would be bad for britain if the hard left the hard left ascended to government having hijacked the labor party so yeah so basically they all just concluded like at least we stopped corbyn yeah how many more pages of this how many there, there can't be many. Let's just get the gapes bit in. I'm skimming it now. Okay, so my gapes here on... Again, this is quite interesting with hindsight. I've still got, as I said on my election material, real Labour values. You cut me open and I'm still passionately Labour. Not you cut me open and he bleeds Labour. You cut him open and his, his, <laughs> his, his dying, flailing corpse is still passionately Labour. You literally you stab Mike Gates. You and stab it him and he still his like, mind about the Labour. Party. If you cut him, Fabian pamphlets come out of him. I'm interested in Labour history he's... still, and I'm really interested in what's going on in the Labour Party now. Yeah, I've still got loads of friends. I've still got loads of friends. Yeah. He's talking to Labour MPs all the time. I have no intention of playing any frontline role in politics now. I certainly won't stand again. I think it's too early to say whether I would rejoin the party. Obviously, he did in a second as soon as he got wind it would be okay. There is a rule in the Labour Party that he's still paving the way for it though. There's a rule in Mm -hmm. the Labour Party if you're expelled, you're excluded for five years. I wasn't expelled, I resigned. I presume if I'd have just resigned, I could potentially just rejoin. But I didn't just resign, I stood against Labour in an election. I'm not sure whether that five-year exclusion applies or whether there's another form of exclusion or it need to be a special dispensation. I will not rejoin the Labour Party unless I'm welcome, and I'm not sure whether I'd be welcomed at the moment. He's literally, he's literally like, I will only join if they yeah. extend the fucking they need, red Yeah, they, they, need, they need to ask me. And you they know, did, because they clearly wanted Luciana Berger back in. But they wanted to have, I think, several people rejoining. And I think everyone else was either too unpopular or working in a new paid role that would be difficult to spin as a positive thing. So Gapes was basically all that's left. And he's yeah, yeah. like, yes, you know, I'm, I'm the number two announcement. I'm a big, big beast returning yeah, to Labour. And they're just like, they're just like, bringing Luciana Berger to every photo shoot going for the front bench. And they're like, Mike Gapes was also available. Why not? They don't give a shit, really. Yeah, Sue's just fucking talking gibberish. <laughs> Anne Coffey turns up for the first time in like 50 pages and it's like, 
the Labour Party. I don't know what Anne. Oh Anne god, this is a load. Like. That's pretty good voice. Shit, this is the so worst I'm just going to give her a Keir Starmer voice. Yeah. The Labour Party feels very much like the party of the last century, fighting old battles, looking back and not forward, and like Lot's wife, being turned into salt. <laughs> Is she like, is she deep. fucking Shooker's church buddy? <laughs> That's a deep reference right there. Yeah. It needs uh, to look yeah. forward to policies for the digital age, which will aspect on it. It's tech, it's exciting. <laughs> One thing the Labour Party needs to recognise is to not go on endlessly about how evil the Tories is is to go on endlessly about how evil the Tories is, is not the path <laughs> No, 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 you, you're, you're adding in an extra is there to make that sentence pass okay. <laughs> it's completely incoherent. One thing the Labour Party wrong, needs though. to recognise is to go on endlessly about how evil the Tories is not the path to power, is the sentence <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Complete gibberish. Completely like, the wrong person to edit. This is the this editor of the fucking book. <laughs> I remember in the 80s to the chant of Maggie, 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 out, out, out. Out. Oh, so I'm marching in the 80s. In every election in that decade, the electorate said, Maggie, 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 in, in, in. Uh, God, I want to die just listening to we that. We lamented the influence of the right-wing press and carried Did on... Did you personally? Did you do like that? The, <laughs> well, reading it. <laughs> convinced <laughs> like the Jehovah's Witnesses that our words could convince the voters if they could get a hearing. Well, personally, I'm but as opposed to But you didn't get a hearing in the 80s, so I, you're not proving anything. I am personally as opposed to prejudice against Jehovah's Witnesses as I am to anti-Semitism, possibly more so. so I'm not. I hate disgusting. Jehovah's Witnesses. I despise them. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm like that. No, uh, the lesson of the last election should have been learned in the 80s. Many <laughs> felt Labour no longer represented their values and did not trust the party of Jeremy Corbyn as leader. Oh, yeah, here's going to. Oh my God! So no, I'm, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to read like, why become an MP from these fucking people. When boring. I didn't get elected, I was not an unhappy. When I didn't get re-elected, I was not an unhappy. <laughs> That's girl. like a, I a could... quintuple negative, I think. In that sense. Yeah. Incredible <laughs> I was not stuff. an unhappy girl. I can assure you, because I often used to think, "Crikey, me, you know, I used to have a very <laughs> nice life." That sounds terribly holier than thou, though. But it is true. I had a great, lovely life. <laughs> You know, you do look at some MPs and you think, blimey, I don't know why you're in politics. I don't know what motivates you. You do worry sometimes that you always say, all politicians want to make a change and make a difference. I do sometimes wonder. Sorry, I shouldn't just say that, but no. It's true, though. <laughs> what? This is just like Jim. I, I, your door. Hang on, let me she bangs on here for pages and pages and pages, by the way. You do worry that sometimes you always say, our politics want to make a change and make a difference. I do sometimes wonder. Sorry, I, I shouldn't say that, but no, it's true, though. There were some people, certainly on the conservative benches I can think of, who, if they want to change things, it was, you know, to get out of the European Union, stop immigration, and, uh, you know, get our country back, blah, blah, all this bollocks. But the idea that they wanted to be, you know, that they had some greater view of things is not true. 
I can think of a huge number of them. They were just egotists. And they got off on being a member of parliament. Yeah, Zamira? Is that Zamira <laughs> there? Or... It's like literally being unable to say what she wants to do in parliament. If, if, you, if you skip ahead a bit, there's a great little bit of bit from Chris Leslie again under rejoining the Labour Party. Before that, just to go chronologically, there's one last bit from Subes here. She just goes on and on about Brexit for a very long paragraph. And then she concludes... There's that famous quote from Erskine May, which is kind of like how early she's like, that, that, that wonderful quote, more in common, that wonderful Joe Cox quote. There's that famous quote from Erskine May, who wrote the parliamentary bible that says your member of parliament is a representative. None of us would ever put ourselves in the same league as Churchill. But who was the person who was consistently speaking truth to power? and was not in line with public opinion, but was absolutely right about what was happening in Nazi Germany and the need to go to war. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. It's just like, we are Winston Churchill. <laughs> the one person who realised the Nazis were bad. <laughs> yeah, famously, there were no other parliamentary voices who pointed that out. There wasn't a whole set of political escalations mm. in the UK involving fascists. No one knew. No one could have known that fascists and Nazis were bad. The person, Only Winston Churchill the knew. The person who was consistently speaking truth to power <laughs> was not in line with public opinion. It's Tory MP Winston Prime Churchill. Who... Winston Churchill, not in line with public opinion. <laughs> well, he yeah, wasn't right. when they voted him out after the war, to be fair. we got yeah. Chris Leslie here putting the boot into Starmer's Labour Party. Oh, yeah, let's have uh, that, yeah. Uh, edited highlights of it. I don't think I could rejoin the party at the moment. The core of the Labour Party is not even in the position where it was in the early days of Kinnock. It goes on some pro-Kinnock bollocks. Yeah, demons in his party. He's literally v- he's v- saying vaguely, demons. Vaguely like praised, Vaguely praises the party for professionalising a bit. Starmer hasn't yet taken a stand on positions of his own. We know what he's against. He's against the government, but we don't really know what he's for yet. Is he against the government? That yeah, seems that's, like that's a bold statement. Debatable, and, and this Fair was point, obviously um, written during COVID when it was even point, more debatable. Yeah, it was really uh, very unclear what Starmer was for at this point. But so. things may change. During the Labour leadership election, Starmer said in his 10 pledges that he was going to continue with very much of the Corbyn agenda on mass nationalisation. Nationalisation without compensation. And I think that he wanted a Prevention of Military Intervention Act, implying that going to the aid of those facing distress or persecution must be prevented. (laughs) There are some worrying things in that. If he can move away from some of these old hard left tropes... The hard left. ...and eventually <laughs> professionalise, that would be a good thing. Dude, I smashed my fucking highlighter so hard over old hard left tropes. The hard left. But the ink <laughs> literally blurred. <laughs> it, oh, God. It's certainly, it's certainly an improvement. improvement. The early signs are better. There are no Marxists in, in charge of the party any longer. <laughs> But I don't think they realise the scale of the challenge and where the public are. And it will take a lot for me to forget those who turned a blind eye to the risks of Corbyn and the hard left. The hard left. (laughs) Sure, the Corbyn period has passed and there is less incompetence and ideological hatred. And the new soft left team, who have since all been sacked, are telling us they will repair the damage, possibly even distance themselves from that time, maybe ask us to absolve them of their time supporting Corbyn's team. 
problem is every time these MPs faced a choice between Corbyn and the country's interest, they chose Corbyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, right. the soft left were very loyal to Corbyn. I agree. Yeah, always shot for it. And they asked the country to vote Corbyn into number ten. I find it hard not to remember their actions. <laughs> for me, it would be nearly hard list. to trust them in the near term. A lot of people who are with the independent group for change have rejoined the Labour Party to make sure that Corbyn's successor was not a Corbyn Easter. I have friends who joined the Labour Party again to support Jess Phillips, but when Jess wasn't standing, they switched their votes to Lisa Nandy or to Keir Starmer. Other friends who stayed with the Labour Party and privately... We're voting for me. For Labour leader, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They too. A writing campaign among the PLP. Draft Mike Gates. Starmer or Nandy. So, yeah, there's not that much interesting there. It's just Gates saying, yeah, yeah. my right-wing friends voted for Starmer or Nandy. No and shit. Me. Like, uh, by the way, I have friends. Just putting that out there, I have yeah. I have friends. That's, but that's the main point you should take away from there. Yeah, he did mention friends quite a bit. I highlighted a bit here in Soups's, which I won't go through, but it's just she uses the phrase real people about uh, 50 yeah. billion times in this book. <laughs> Soups again, under the, this boring future of conservative party segment. Someone said to me, why didn't you check out Chukka before you left the mm. Tory party and formed a new party with him? Why didn't you thoroughly vet Chukka? Yeah, why, why didn't you ask Luciana Berger what she thought yeah, of what were her Chukka? Reasons? It would have yeah, saved who you. did he kill? Like... <laughs> However, I didn't leave the Tory party and help form a new party because of Chukka. I can't say I regret not asking more questions. <laughs> like, I love I love these constant allusions to the fact that Chukka and Munna is hiding some kind of grave secret. <laughs> what has he done? I really need to know. <laughs> did, did he aid Jim Murphy's escape from South Africa? What was that? What's happened there? Soobs <laughs> yeah. regrets not asking more questions. <laughs> but says she probably yeah, not, not for any deep political principle reasons. She just wants to get the gossip. Yeah, she concludes that even if she knew what Chukka was up to, she probably would have left the Tories anyway. Some boring shit from Anne Coffey. Boring, really boring. boring. You, you, know, you can tell she's the editor because she hasn't edited this. Fuck you, hell. Yeah, uh, pages and pages of absolute oh, yeah, unreadable shit. Terrible. Fuck off, Anne Coffey. I haven't highlighted anything in Anne Coffey's spiel here. Yeah, she doesn't say anything interesting. Anne no, Coffey, Coffey. Seriously, I would have Anne Mug normally. Uh, what boring mm. shit. <laughs> what pathetic piece of fucking <laughs> worthless nothing. In a book surrounded by like Chris Leslie, Mike Capes, and a Subri, she stands out as the one the least to say and the most boring way of saying it. Yeah. Leslie here. Second, the Lib Dems were clearly the bed blockers of the Matt, sorry, Matt's my super voice. Second, the Lib Dems were clearly the bed blockers of the centre ground and are still failing. Bed blockers to being people who are ill and recovering in hospital and aren't decent enough to fuck off out of the hospital quickly enough for a rapidly <laughs> privatising NHS. Very good analogy <laughs> you've used there, you cunt. I think that if Vince Cable had stayed on as Lib Dem leader, perhaps he would have been able to have the longer-term foresight to recognise that their tired brand, reputation and narrow appeal needed to go in favour of a wider realignment. But because he departed and sparked a leadership race, his putative successors turned inwards, appealing just to their own membership, as happens in all party internal contests, and is why no party should be allowed to have any kind of internal democracy. 
Right. The rest uh, of this is all really, really boring. Just yeah, no... Leslie's just being a boring person. I'm just checking we're not missing any good Gabe's bits. No, that's it. That's shit. Uh, and, 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 yeah, literally the copyright <laughs> page has all rights reserved, copyright and coffee 2021. <laughs> the right of Anne Coffee to be identified as the author of this work has been asserted in accordance with Section 78 of the Copyrights, Designs and Patents Act 1988. The book cover is copyright to Anne Coffee. That's like the single worst attempt at like... like see, normally they, they get a ghostwriter and they try and pretend it was the real person that wrote it. This is the only time in history I've seen it the other way around where one of the actual names on the book has written it themselves and they've pretended a ghostwriter's done it. <laughs> the, the, the ending of this book is crazy because they just keep piling on the stuff they didn't get round to fitting in at early yeah, bits. So there's it's just, a complete there's grab out of boring shit. The disconnect between politicians and the public, which it just assumes rambling on about Red Curve for like yeah. several pages. Just <laughs> insane, insane, boring shit. Yeah, fucking gibberish. Where are the sensibles Not... in the Conservative Party? They're on the back benches or they're the chairs of select committees. So that's where, for example, Greg Clark is. Jeremy Hunt, who I have never considered a likely member of a Tory reform group, which Ken Clark heads up, is now seen... Is Greg Clark a person, or did she just call Ken Clark the wrong surname? <laughs> I think there's I'm a Greg sure Clark is well. a person. Yeah. Uh, okay, whatever. The, the... I just know Greg Knight, who had the sick tunes in the 2017 <laughs> election. Oh, fuck off for mentioning him. That's stuck in my head for a week now. The Greg Knight is... MP. I've forgotten how they go now. Oh, uh, you, Greg, you you are the <laughs> bastard of Earth. You keep bringing him up, and you've let the song has exited your brain, and now it's stuck in mine because I remember it. Because he had multiple. So yeah, there, there, was, there were two, and I remember them both. There was one both. which had like six Seinfeld slap bass and sounded yes. like this Billy Bragg and Wilco tune called Voodoo Voodoo. It's like bum 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 ba dum ba dum bum Greg Knight dum ba dum ba dum bum Greg Knight. It's like that. So I just wanted to point out, Jeremy Hunt referred to as like a bastion of the moderate conservatives. <laughs> is this, this is still Stoob's going on. This back- yeah, honestly, I, I've skim read the lot. It's boring as shit. Don't bother. There's, a, there's just a picture of her with Michael Heseltine. You're like, why does this paragraph end and half the page is blank and then the next page isn't a new chapter? And it's because they obviously couldn't fit the massive photo of Stoob's with Michael Heseltine <laughs> onto the page. She's talking about like MPs coming up and complimenting her on leaving the party. The ones who said, I just think you're so brave, including a Labour MP who I like very, very much and admired. Well, I was sat with Chris Leslie. He came up to me when we knew that the election was coming. We knew what our fate was. He came up to us. His eyes filled. He was welling up with tears. I just think you've been so brave. You've both been so brave. He got re-elected, by the way, and is now a shadow minister. <laughs> I fully believe that story. Labour MPs are put there. Yeah, they're the biggest losers, especially someone who's going to be on Keir Starmer's shadow front bench. Oh, yeah, it's probably like, yeah. I thought it was West Street, I'm not going to lie. Like, I did think it was West Street. Yeah, hope he was giving Gapes that kind of moral support. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, that's yeah. a bit Ilford solidarity. Uh, and then, so basically, then they just decide to fucking end the book. Just, just yeah. like, oh, by the way, Corbyn's anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anti-Semitism and the EHRC report is the final section of this book. Not any kind of grand summation of what they felt their aims were. They've done that, and it's like, oh shit, let's just tag it on another bit, to some kind of flimsy moral the, justification. The bit, in, the bit in here that drove me mad was that the party needs to develop a more balanced policy towards the Middle East and the Israel-Palestinian conflict. That's a bit difficult because it's not a balanced conflict. Yeah, exactly. That, that's like the defining fact of it. I'm afraid. You can't move past it. Having a more balanced policy means you're siding with the people who are bombing hospitals. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm. But there's a really notable bit here in this Joan Ryan section. It's like, for example, do you remember the Times editorial that said that Labour had forfeited the right to be heard in our democracy? Vaguely. Well, there was like that was like an article every week in that tone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Was this when Nick Timothy was doing a lot of the leaders and editorial stuff? I know, it sounded like the way Cam He he did a fair few sort of fascist ones, basically. And he's just been selected as a a Tory BPC, by the way. Of course, he has, yeah, being Seth But no, this was post-Corbyn. This was a Times editorial praising Starmer for getting the party back on track. And they said that under Corbyn, Labour had forfeited the right to be heard in our democracy. Anyway... Joan Ryan echoes that sentiment here, and she says, Far-left leadership cannot be engaged with in the manner that one normally deals with those in politics with whom we disagree. (laughs) Mm, What does that always lead to? Has that been tested anywhere? Do we know this? This is literally fascism. (laughs) (laughs) Are you telling me that your enemy is simultaneously incredibly pathetic and disgusting and degenerate, but yet is so powerful you have to meet them with excessive force? Is that something really weird? I wonder if that's a thing. I am shocked to hear fascist views coming from the chair of the Labour Friends of Israel. Doesn't Joan Ryan famously do several instances of racism about Palestinian people? Well, she was chair of Labour Friends of Israel. Well, yeah, I mean, aside from the fact, yeah, yeah, I mean, aside from the like the professional racism. I mean, the unprofessional racism. Oh, yeah, she's always banged on about how, like, Palestinian flags at conference are a racist. Uh, is she? Is she the one who said? When Palestinians couldn't get fresh water, is she the one who said that Palestinians enjoy playing in sewage and shit like that? Is she that one or is that someone else? No, it sounds like her. I bet when that was happening, well, Anne Coffey was like, oh, if you want some, nowhere to get some water at a very reasonable price. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of Angela Smith. That's the one. Yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot Angela Smith's name because she is mentioned maybe once. I think she in this literally gets one name check. Book. Yeah, alluded um, to one other time with like, oh, some things went wrong on day one. So Joan Ryan, what lessons did Joan Ryan learn from this experiment in bucking the British political system, radically subverting it? Uh, she in fact learned the same lesson that she learns every time that she engages with the outside world at all, which is. The demonization and singling out of Israel must end. <laughs> I think that's basically the sole thought in Joan Ryan's head. So it's pretty uh, understandable that that's what she'd take away from this whole experience. And then Anne Coffey sums up her shitty little book, albeit one that merits, I think we've dedicated at least seven hours to this book collectively <laughs> yep. across two years. Again, I can't stress this enough. It's a pamphlet. It's a really great read. We've spent far, far more time talking about it than... 
I mean, pro- pro- 162 pages. Yeah. That's like uh, some of the lesser Pynchon novels. It's like The Crying of Lot 49. <laughs> to be fair, I imagine there was about seven hours of audio recording of Anna Subri as well. <laughs> Wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, she passed out in the middle. And Fucking... keep waking her up. <laughs> she, just, she, she just went into rage mode and started smashing up the room and then forgot all of it. Fucking Roly Birkin MP. So here's how Anne Coffey concludes her shitty little book. The five MPs, no apostrophe, actions are a challenge to a party system which instead of protecting against extremism can become a vehicle for it. Stop the extremism! I just ceremonially chucked my book across the room because that is the end of it. That that, that in the book (laughs) just ends. (laughs) <laughs> several blank pages after that which That's presumably it. just to draw funny pictures of Mike Gapes or <laughs> write your own little review of the book I thought Subri was drunk <laughs> <laughs> well we've fucking done it anyway it's fucking what One thirty-eight in the morning That's right. oh fuck okay uh, let's uh, <laughs> put a cap on this let's yeah. put a cap in this episode's ass Michael Rappaport, thank you for appearing on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, bring our favourite guest. Bringing back the hit impression that sent our Patreon subscriptions through the roof as the data is proved. Now, Sinan, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. You are easily one of our favourite real politic guests. And, no uh, problem. It is good to have you on, man. Thank you for staying so long, and I'm sorry for not introducing you properly. Alex. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to put a nice little link to your Twitch in the description. Oh, yeah, so. Twitch in the YouTube and all everything that I do. Because I do yeah. everything now, apparently. Okay, guys, yeah, fuck, let's call it a day. Call it a night. Sounds good. Right. Very late night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Right. See you later, guys. Bye. See ya. people it's crowdsourcing